Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Shalom. Phone on the record. This is Minister Shedrick in Israel. And welcome to Thursday Night Fellowship Fine. Time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Um, who's all joining us uh, this week for fellowship? Shalom, going on the record. This is out, Eric and Consort Crystal. Shalom, brother. Shalom, Judah. Shalom, brother. Shalom, nation. Shalom, shalom. This is brother Andrew for the chat. Report on the record. Shalom, nation. Shalom, brother Andrew. Shalom, this is Ak Travon from the tribe of Benjamin. Shalom, brother. Shalom. Shalom, nation. Is there anyone Shalom. else that's present? Yes, yes, brother. Shalom, brother. This is uh, Brother Gavin from New York, tribe of Benjamin. Yes, sir. Shalom, brother. How are you doing, brother? Because right. it's been a, like a minute in. I know you kind of like in and out most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, man. it's kind of rare when we hear from you, but it's always good to hear from you, brother. I'm sorry, man. I've been on a roller coaster ride, but I'm back in track, man. I'm it's all of, good, brother. Yeah, I got a um, uh, change of uh, job situation and. Uh, it worked out for the better because I, I I picked up and I quit the last one. I was okay. like, man, I, what am I doing? This is not, you know, you know, the comfort zone. I wasn't feeling it at all, and uh, right. underpaid and you know overworked. So yes, I just took off and you know God opened up another door for me. That was, I'm pay, I'm getting paid three times more than what I was getting paid before. Yes, and, uh, sir. Plus. You know, it's like independent work of contracting. So, you know, right. it works out better for me. So, career-wise, and just for my sanity, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is, is there anybody else that's present this evening? Okay. Well, um, for starters, uh, again, welcome to fellowship this week, and. Um, just, you know, we're in the middle of a uh, holy month of consecration. Um, I guess I'll just go on the record and just, you know, ask, you know, how is everybody coming along? Because I know some people are uh, just coming into the nation. When I say just coming to the nation, you've been here for a while, but they have not been familiar with the whole consecration uh, maybe before or prior to coming into the nation, you guys maybe have done Ramadan, so it may have been an okay transition. Uh, Brother Eric uh, and Sister Crystal, you guys want to share it with us so far? Uh, what's going on with you guys and your um, 
You're fasting? Shalom. Uh, 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 I ain't ate no meat, and it's been real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's been rough. I ain't never been, you know, experienced nothing like it. So, you know, I, I, I ain't dead yet. And, you know, I just, I, I know I complain and worry my wife. <laughs> we, it's just, it's just different because, you know, you, you have to watch the salt, the, uh, the meat, mm. and, you know, you don't know what to cook. You never experienced nothing like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I'd be trying some. We had some meatless meatballs last night. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> It wasn't no taste. They were they was meatless. I tell you that. But uh, other than that, brother, uh, I'm alive and well, and you know I'll I'll praise to the Most High. And uh, with that, I yield my concert. Might want to say a couple of words. Yes, sir. Uh, well, for me, it's about the same as my husband. I mean, I'm not having been complaining as much as him, but um. Well, actually, I have a question, too, before I go into it. Can yes, we ma'am. eat, like, uh, a fruit or something in between? Because I know we eat one meal, but can we, like, have a fruit or a fruit smoothie or something like that? Is that appropriate? I think, well, from from what I do gather, from what I did gather, you can drink as many, you can drink as much liquids as you want. You just can only have one meal a day. So you can drink tea, you can drink orange juice, you can, you can have your smoothie, uh, those things, but I know we are restricted to um, one meal a day, and eventually over time, because uh, I know you guys don't see it as of yet, but what you you're going to see the spirituality in that, and you'll not only as even after your fasting, once you get in like more in depth into your lessons, everything is going to click, and you're going to be like. Damn, like, that was the whole purpose. That, I don't know if you guys were, well, I know you guys were here last uh, week when he was discussing um, tradition and uh, tradition and ritual because, and I think he, uh, Priest made uh, mention of that because I know a lot of people had a lot of misconceptions about what fasting is and why people do it. And he broke it down so that when people do the fast, they do understand that it's not a a tradition or a ritual. Because I'll explain to you guys, two years in a row, I did 30 days with no food, only liquid. The God honest truth. 30 days with no food, liquid. And I know that, like, I know y'all like, what the? Yeah, I did and it was it was not easy because, you know, food is life, but it really did teach me to appreciate it a lot more. But also, it helped me to understand why I was doing it because I know that I had, prior to me even coming into the nation, I had a real horrible diet. But, you know, I still, uh, every now and then I would eat fish and, I eat my rice, I eat my, you know, peanuts and stuff like that. I just recently got into eating, like, those vegan patties and stuff like that. But I hadn't eaten, like, I haven't eaten beef in years. 
I haven't had pork in God knows when. I haven't, you know, be, and like narrowing down my diet, well, not so much as narrowing it down, but making sure that I try to eat clean is help me to understand why we're doing it and not just so much as why we're doing it, but once you understand why you're going to clean your body, that type of knowledge will spill over into other different factions of life when you're dealing with commerce, when you're dealing with your relationships, all those other different things, just by understanding your body because the, the everything in life is based on the foundation of your body. That's why when you create an entity in this nation or when you will create entities in this nation, you will do it so according to your body. That's a little, little. it may go over some of you guys' to say, but eventually when you increase in your uh, studies, you'll understand. You'll come back and you'll say, yeah, I remember that. But um, I know it's hard. I, I know it is extremely <laughs> difficult. But I was fortunate because, like, this year being able to, like, uh, to, you know, be able to, I guess you can say, have one meal because I told myself the last time I was just going to do just a meal, no meal last year, didn't eat at all last year. And um, this year is so much different. But it, I'm a, I'll be honest with you, it makes me, it's nerve-wracking because I used to go to the store like every week and I would be low enough on snacks, not like crazy snacks and stuff like that. But I had my cookies that I would get, and I had my uh, chips that I would get, my plantain chips that I would get all the time, and I can't eat them because I know that most of that stuff has a lot of sugar or they either have a lot of salt. So that's just me, you know. But eventually you'll, you'll make it through, sister and brother. You guys will make it through. You, y'all two seem like some very strong individuals. Most people kind of, they kind of crack. They be like, no, I need to eat. <laughs> so you guys will find, you guys will figure out what you need to do for your fast. And then at the end of the day, understand that this is about not just like physically cleaning out your body, but spiritually cleaning out your body and spiritually repairing it as well. You will figure out what that means in due time. Yes, but I hope that help, but I hope that kind of answers what you uh, have any concerns about. It does. I will say that it has been a challenge and a struggle. <laughs> about my husband is about self control, so. Well, um, let me. I've been drinking a lot of green tea and, uh, you know, just trying to make it through. Sometimes at work, I'm like, you know, I have my little snacks at work or whatever, and it's like. Right. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Have you? Do you guys eat mushrooms? We eat mushrooms. We've been eating those in our salads, and uh, we've been eating a lot of salads. Like you said, we're trying to make some vegetarian, vegan dishes, and we're going to yeah. some bean uh, hamburgers one night, so we're going to see how that's going to turn out. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so you let me know how that works. different things, and yeah, but... Um, we're gonna make it through with that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, brother Andrew, brother Andrew, are you still with us? 
Shalom, brother. Yes, I am. How's your, are you doing the fastest uh, month? No. Right, um, right now, no, I'm not because uh, I wanted to try and do it. But I can't do it for this week. So I was, what I was going to do was, okay. um, yeah, what I was going to do was I'm going to start one week after. Right. And then yeah. finish one week after. Okay. Yes, yeah. sir. No problem. But I hear, uh, I, I hear what you brothers are going on through, and I know that um, as a sister they mentioned, drinking a lot of good tea, like green tea, is very good. You know, um, and there's also a tea called burdock root. Mhm. Very filling, and if you add cayenne pepper also to the tea, I know it's a lot. It's bad for the taste. If you add cayenne pepper to the tea, it's also soothing as well to the belly. You yeah. know, cayenne pepper. Yeah, cayenne pepper. It satisfies the belly. And then there's also a next thing down called couscous. Very, very filling. Very, very filling. Better than rice. Oh, the couscous. That's those little small, tiny little uh, balls that they, they, they're like rice, but they're not rice. You're right. It's right, like a yeah, drain. Exactly, exactly. Um, but but they have one called quinoa, another one called millet, millet and then they have... Um, Ah, millet, millet. Yeah, one kunai, one millet, and another one called couscous. Okay, I'm a rem- I remember I've heard of couscous um uh, when I was in a French class long time ago. Uh, we were experimenting with dishes, and uh, couscous came up. It was a it's it, one of those uh dishes that they ate a lot in like uh, West Africa, if I'm not mistaken. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look into that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, it's funny. Um, a lot of people from um, like a lot of people don't know about couscous. Um, but it's very, very healthy. Very, very healthy for you in many ways because a lot of times you eat grains like rice and white flour. Those things stick onto your walls, hard to yeah. those stuff outside your body. But the couscous is very, very good. Well, brother, let me ask you this question. Is it is it a lot more is it feasible is it more feasible than what they uh what they call uh, long grain rice and that white rice and stuff like that is it a a lot more feasible because I know that you know they have these different types of like rices and more costs you know some may cost more than the other and then you have couscous and I'm thinking well I wonder does that cost more than the rice because if it doesn't I sure enough will stock up on it because. I like eating brown rice. I eat brown rice almost like all the time. But if I can switch over to couscous, you know, to get rid of eating some of this arsenic, I damn sure do. Excuse my French, but I would. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. I hear you. And for a while, it took me a while for me to stop eating. Um, um, well, I'm not gonna say I stop. I I just don't. I can't really mess with the brown, the white rice um, anymore. But the brown rice. It's very, very good. Well, what I know is couscous is very healthy because um, it's not, it's not, it's not a grain. It's not mm-hmm. like rice. Rice is a grain, um, but this couscous is not a grain. Um, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, uh, but I think it's like a grass kind of, yeah, okay. a grass kind of thing. But it's not really a grain. But it's very, very healthy. Very, right. very filling. Yeah, very, very filling. Like one of those foods like oats. Yes. Okay. Right, I, I but you talking about like whole whole rolled oats or the rolled oats or 
No, it's like okay, um it's like a mixture of quinoa, um you, you it's a mixture of quinoa, like kind of like rice and oats mixed together. But you could add your your little seasonings if you want to keep what it. What do um, they call it? Seasonings. No, I call it couscous, right? You can add your little seasoning, right? But okay. what I usually do is I like to add okra. Yes, okra. Okra to it. Yeah, I've seen it. It gets slimy and then that adds on to the filling. Yeah, so okay. it's like you're getting all the nutrients and the proteins and all uh okra is very good for your ligaments as well. It's going straight towards um straight towards where it needs to go. Word. And then yeah, that's how it's um yeah, and the herbs. If you make your season straight from scratch out of the herbs, that's very, very good as well. You know, I thought about doing that. I, I seriously thought, <laughs> I thought about doing it because I have herbs, but I haven't uh, taken them in a while, and I actually need to. Um, I have some elderberries, and elderberries, if anybody isn't aware, they're good for cleaning your blood, and they're good for detoxification as well. So, um, and they're good. They're um, they're good for uh, keeping away uh, like colds and. You know, little, you know how we get little head colds and sneezing and coughing and stuff like that. They're good for that right. as well. So you guys should look into that. They're like little small, little black, tiny little berries. Um, mm. I used to go over there to Brighter Day in my uh, city, and I would get them. Uh, I would say like every, probably like maybe for a little small bags, like seventy five, seventy five cents, because they sell it by like the ounce or something like that. Okay. Or the grams or something like that. So you can you can put a lot in there, but they or they'll sell it by the weight. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, so you may have a little small bag that may be like a little small cup of sand, and they may cost you like maybe a dollar twenty-five or something like that. However much that berry or that herb is going for, that's how much it may cost you. I'm not sure how they priced it, but I'm just saying I never really spent a whole lot of money on herbs. They came fairly cheap, and they were really, really good. They help. They were helpful. But um, yeah, brother. But other than that, you're all right, right? Absolutely, brother. I'm I'm all right. I'm just giving thanks the day goes on by unto the most high for that which I'm I'm able to accomplish. I set on forth and just trying to establish. Yeah. Okay. Well. Hopefully, you know, when you get around to, you know, doing your fast, I hope, you know, the transition won't be as hard as it is for most people. But, you know, most of us, we come in and we we get it right. So, and then some of us, we have trouble. But I was just like, when I first got in, I just jumped straight to it. I was just like, you didn't even have to ask me. I just wanted to do it because I just wanted to try it. But, you know. Everything in being everything. Uh, thank you for that, brother. Uh, brother Trey Vaughn. Shalom, Art. Yeah. What's um, going on with you, brother? Okay, it, it's this fast is not is not as a as bad as I thought this time. The first time that I started the fast last year, I couldn't go through it. I couldn't go through it. <laughs> I definitely couldn't go through it. And uh, 
I, I was speaking with Brother Antagenier, and I was just telling him, Brother, you know, I, I tried, but I, I think is where I, I was around too many people that was cooking too much good food, and it just, I, I wasn't focused. I wasn't well, focused. Well, brother, oh, listen to this. Could you imagine going 30 days with no food, right? But you work at a restaurant. And you, like, seriously, I work at a restaurant. And they were throwing away food every single day. This is my first time I fasted. And I was watching them every night when we get ready to close, they would throw <clears throat> food away. And I would say, I would get so angry because I'd be like, you just throwing away food. like, and, and, and it was at that point, I was just like, well, this is how the other people in the world feel. We got food and we throw away every single day. And that is when I learned to appreciate food because I'm just like, when you have to go 30 days without, yeah. it teaches you a whole lot. You'd be like, damn, like, I see what people <laughs> in third world countries have to go through. They don't they go weeks and two and maybe three, maybe a month at a time without eating. You know, so it really does teach you to appreciate what you have and appreciate food because I'm telling you, throwing away food every day and watching people throw away food every day while you have to fast every single day for 30 days, that really plays tricks on your mind. You'd be like, y'all doing this to mess with me, right? And then it gets to the point where people will be asking you, hey, you want this? No, I'm fasting. What you fasting for? That's not it's a it's a you know religious thing for the for you know people who don't understand. I just say it's a religious thing. Oh okay. Hey, you want this chicken? It's real good. You know you want to get. I had this one guy. He knew I was on the fast. He said, "Why don't you go ahead?" He said, "Man, I know you hungry." He said, "Why don't you go ahead and put a pan on the uh put a pan on the uh hot stove on the hot plate and go ahead and cook you up some food." Ain't like they're going to see you do it. And I say, you know what? That ain't nothing but the devil. You see that? That ain't nothing but the devil. Because for you to sit here and say that knowing I was fasting, and I'm sitting here saying, no, I only got three more days, and I'm good. He said, ain't nobody going to see you. You got three more days. I said, man. And I told you know what I told that dude? I say, you know what? No, that's okay. I said, I know what I need to do. I'm good. And that's what I let me know that this shit was real. Excuse me, excuse my French again, but this is real. What we're doing is real. Like, this is real cleansing. And temptation is real as well. And if you can survive 30 days with just doing this, you can pretty much survive anything. There's really not, well, of course, you have to grow into it. But over the years, you consistently do this is like, yeah, yeah, I think I'll pass. I, you can't tempt me with that. And you can't tempt me with that because I've been through worse. So I've been through conditions that wouldn't, you know, have been way or temptations that have been way worse than this. But I can, I can live with um. Yeah, brother, I think, uh, I think you'll do fine. I think yeah, you, I think you'll get along fine. Yeah, this time around, I mean, because I, I I've been listening to all the um, recordings from Brother Priest, and um, I've been, you know, in the scriptures more. So when when I started the fast, 
Uh-huh. I was I I would drink a lot of fluids throughout the day, even when, and not even think about it so much because I, I had questions brewing in my mind about the the scriptures, and uh, you know it allowed me to either go in there, and there there were times where. When I did feel a little hungry, I was I was going and doing some push-ups, and I did some exercise. And for some reason, I, I didn't really feel I didn't really feel hungry because it allowed mm-hmm. me drinking the water and then doing the exercise. While doing the exercise, it allowed me to think at the same time. Mm-hmm. While doing the exercise, and then afterwards, you know, it's like. You know, I just ate something and then I went back to my studies. And then in the evening now, that's when I take a meal. I love watermelon, so I just bought a whole thing of watermelon. So I eat that in the evening along with some some lima beans and and maybe um, some onions at the side. Okay. Yeah. And and that and that's it. That's that's all. That that's all I'm doing in the evening. But it's okay to drink water throughout the day. Yeah, it's it's okay to drink water, tea, orange juice. Um. Uh, what else? Uh, uh some smoothies, I guess. Cause see, the thing about the thing about what I guess you can say smoothies is that those fruits naturally have sugar in them. The sugar that he was talking about was the refined sugar. You don't want to put, like, if you're having a Kool-Aid drink, you know you got to put sugar in that. <laughs> you don't want to drink that on the fast because all you're going to do is get thirsty for more Kool-Aid because right. that sugar, you see what I'm saying, it's the equivalent of, Brother Brother P said this the other day, it's like it's the equivalent of heroin. So avoid that type of sugar. But if you can make you a smoothie out of some berries, some milk, or some almond milk, that is, or oh, you're good to go, or you you got some herb tea, got some, I guess, um, I don't know if anybody sells, like, organic honey. Organic organic honey is really hard to come by in, like, a grocery store because a lot of those stuff are filled with corn syrup. Yeah. I don't know if anybody, yeah, I don't know if anybody re- realized that a lot of those grocery store honeys are filled with corn syrup and high fructose, fructose corn syrup. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, brother, I I I know you'll do, you'll get through it. Okay. I know I will. This is different for me, but um, you yeah. know, there there was another thing that I've been using that I heard in the nation, and is the and 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 I heard you speak about it sometime, and you you said how healthy it is for us. The mm-hmm. hydrogen for the hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, the food grade. Hydrogen, yeah, and I was able to find um, this the the, um, the flavored hydrogen peroxide. So when I use that, it allows me, you know, I you know I can I can go through maybe half the day without feeling even thirsty by using that. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. because you know, it's they said putting oxygen in your body, so you feel you feel good. You won't feel. I don't know how you feel when you take it, but it's just it just makes me feel good. I you know, I don't I'm not as thirsty as I used to be. You know, I can go and do a full workout or play basketball and not feel thirsty right afterwards by using that. 
So, you know, I've been using that a lot, you know, in mornings. But just make sure that you do drink your liquids, brother. You got to drink liquids. You got to. Yeah, make sure you drink your liquids. Sister uh, Crystal and Brother Eric, make sure you drink your liquids. Brother Andrew, make sure you drink your liquids. Brother Gavin, make sure you drink your liquids. Anybody else that is present, make sure you drink your liquids. You got to have liquids. Because your liquid is going to help to force out those toxins as well. And the toxins that you're fleshing out is going to be replaced with the food, like the, you know, the nuts and the the, the berries or uh, the romaine salad or whatever, I guess you can say, healthy food that doesn't consist of uh, that refined sugar in it is going to make up for the toxins that uh, the body has lost or has uh, excremented from the body. So make sure you all um, are drinking your liquids. Got to have them. Okay. So, Ta-da. Ta-da. Yes, sir. Brother Gavin, I don't – were you here last week, brother? Uh, yes, I actually was. I was on a okay. line. <laughs> yeah, this actually passed. Yeah, past Monday. I mean, Monday before. Yeah, I was. Yes, sir. Did you? Um. So you are you participating in this fast this uh month? Or you? you know, the, funny, the funny thing is, I the type of fasting, one meal a day situation. I practically I practically do it almost every day. <laughs> yeah. I I look. If you guys look at if you see a picture of me, I look. I'm like this. I'm very skinny, man. So, uh, <laughs> I used to weigh one. I was at 177 at one time. Went almost close to 180, and I'm down to like 150 now. And I'm always. I can't move from that. I don't know. I haven't gained weight from 145. I I, I dropped to like 145, and then no 140 actually, and then I'm I'm. I'm back at 155 now, so I'm creeping back up. But um, it's been since 2002 that I've oh, wow. been, yeah, been like I've been on a detoxing, binging fast, if you want to call it, uh, cycles. I've been doing it in cycles. So okay, uh, you want to say that? Um, it started when I was in the military in 98 and from like 98 to 2002, you know, they poke you up with all that crazy stuff, man. I was, I had anthrax put in me, put in us. It was crazy. So. Anthrax? Oh yeah. We had like three series of shots of anthrax. (laughs) And this is when we was over. Yeah, seriously. So, and this is in, this is when I was in a piece. I wasn't, I wasn't in a hostile war conflict area i was i was over in okinawa japan for a whole year so we were standing there say that again you gotta be kidding me that's insane they 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 preparatorily boost you up with these shots just in case if there's a so-called war or a conflict they want to transfer you into so you know my (laughs) my unit was attached to because I'm a sub, I was a supply unit, but I'm at, my job is actually be a fiscal accounts clerk. 
So mm-hmm. I was always I was in the admin field per se. I wasn't really uh, just a uh, lock cock ready to rock shoot him bang bang type of a guy in a unit. I was <laughs> I wasn't one of the grunt units, you know. Which that's all they do all day in the grunt in those uh, field infantry. When you hear about the field infantry guys, all day and every day they practice war games, shooting guns and shooting. You know, they they walk out into the field six seven you know mile walks. Right. Practicing shooting guns and living in the field and that crazy stuff. So I was never a part of that. I was just I only had to do that like once a year just to train, to retrain and and the physical aspect of it. But mm-hmm. long story short, um, you got to keep up with calories and keep up with with their shots. They give you these shots, like I said, these series of shots, and that was one of the booster shots that they gave us, like the um, anthrax so wow. a lot of people reacted to it yeah and i was like breaking you know my skin was itching and then i could feel it my whole body feeling like just i don't know i don't know if it's like feel like i was possessed like something was taking over my body i was like dang i gotta get this out of my body you know what i mean so dang wow once i left yeah once i left the military i said i need to because even eating meat you know i said it before i don't know if you guys remember before in the nation that um, as a kid, as a baby, my mother never could get me to eat meat. <laughs> okay. And I used to chew it up and suck all the juice out of it, you know, when you chew it on steak or chicken. And I, when I was doing that, I was like making believe I was swallowing it, but I was just sucking the juice. And then I'll spit right. out everything. I, I'll spit out all the flesh and hide it with the rice. <laughs> You know, I, they used to like force me on it. And when I was in the high chair, you're not gonna get up from the high chair until you eat it. You know, I used to be, I used to cry, man. I was like, nah, I don't want it. But uh, long story short, my mother used to tell me, oh, you see that blender? I bought that blender because of you. You never wanted to eat, you know. And I had to, she had to blend up all of the solid foods to make me eat it and hide the meat and the solid foods and blend it up. For me to, 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 in order for me to eat it, to puree it. So, wow. yeah. So I don't know. As I got older, as a, and a, you know, as a kid running around, and you know, when you're playing as a kid, and after you eat, I used to get massive headaches, especially when I started to eat meat, chicken, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the sun beaming on my head, you know, and I used to get massive headaches, seriously, my like migraines, and I didn't know why at the time as a kid. I was like, why am I getting these headaches? But you know, my mother just said, oh, drink fluids, drink more fluids, drink more waters, and then it'll go away, but not just slightly. But anyway, as I got, like I said, as I got older from, I think, 90, yeah, 94 is when I started it. I was like, I just did away with all meat. I did away with mm-hmm. all meat. And, I, you know, I graduated high school in 94, so I was like, you know what, let me start something new in my life. You know, I just went on a bench of not eating meat. And, um... I, I was still eating dairy in the sense of uh, pizza with cheese on it, but no, no, um, no meat, no, uh, excuse me, no yogurts and no milk. I, I, I cut out milk. And um, then I started to go so-called vegan, I guess, I, I just vegetarian dishes. So like the brother was saying, Andrew was saying with, with couscous and quinoa and millet, I was just, introducing myself to all of that stuff. Brown rice, I grew up on that anyway. And uh, red rice, 
I'd like to introduce, I don't know if you guys eat red rice, but I think that's one of the best, highest grains to eat, to get nutrition from. So I, I was Wait, there's something, there is something called red rice. Like, I know you can make it. I know, like, people used <laughs> to make it as a soul food, but there is actual <laughs> red rice. Yes. yes. <laughs> For the record, Wait, you there's guys actually never... red rice? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. I there's, never knew that. There's and they grains, also have black yeah, rice, too. Yeah, black rice. I was about to say that. Yeah, black oh, rice. Oh, I've had black rice. I love that stuff. That stuff is amazing. It's really good. They call it for big yeah. rice. Hey, yeah. yeah. What 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 does it taste like? The red rice. Um, is um, I went to this tribe with you to Shalom. Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. Shalom. It it has a I want to say. It depends on what brand you get too, because um, almost like the basmati flavorish, you know, like a basmati flavor. The because basmati comes in like white brown, but it doesn't. I've never seen red basmati, so uh, and it's more nuttier. It's more nuttier in a sense, more crunchier. And, you you, you got to let it soak for a little while. I ain't going to lie to you. You have to let it, because if you don't, it, it's really, it, it's going to be hard. You know, if you try to cook it like regular rice within a, less than 30 minutes, you're not going to get a 30-minute red rice cooked <laughs> and make it taste flavorable. So I, I don't know. I put seasoning in mine. I put different flavoring seasonings and like cranberries. I put it in there. To give it a nice sweet flavor and tangy taste. So, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I just learned that from like the Native American, you know, that, uh, that uh, wild rice. You know. I yeah, that. that's really good <laughs> stuff too. Yeah. yeah I, so. I was about to say you probably have to go to like the international food place. Right. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot. Usually, of food. usually I go to the Asian markets. To tell you the truth. So if you guys got Asian markets in your region, um, okay, Chinese shop, Korean shop, you know, you could definitely get um, the red rice, and you'll see all types of different different type like variety of red rices. You know, you get the lighter ones, you get the darker ones, you know, the long grain ones. You know, so um, there's a couple of chain stores. I don't know if you got it in your region, the Asian markets. Um, there's one called H Mart. I don't know if you guys heard of H Mart. Okay, I've never heard of H Mart. Okay, well H Mart is like an Asian international Asian market store, you know. So they got all types of uh, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, you know, Taiwanese, Taiwanese, uh, all types of various foods like box, different bok choys. You know, different flavors of, um, like I said, rices or different grains from all over the world. But usually you could get, they come from, they're, they're like Thailandese. So the red rice is like from Thailand. Usually you get it or from China. But usually more or less you see it, it it'll be coming from Thailand. So they, they, they sell the five-pound bags that I usually get for like five, five to six dollars ranging. So... I think it's good. I mean, it tastes good, and 
it's the hot because the more darker the rice, the more nutrients you're getting out of the ground. You get what I'm saying? So the more yeah. darker the, the 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 leaf of a of a vegetable, or the more darker the grain, you're gonna get more nutrients, multiple multiple nutrients out of the ground to absorb into your body. So I try to go with the darker the better with every type of fruit and vegetable mm-hmm. that I put on my plate. But you know, nevertheless, back to what we're saying with the um, fasting. You know, I, like I, I did, I started the detox from 2002. When I got out, I was like, man, I get, I need to, because I was eating some fish, tilapia fish. I used to work at uh, a hotel, uh, the Hilton Hotel, and they used to have free food at, at lunchtime, so we used to eat it all the time. You know, every at, so as me eating the fish, I don't know if I got fish poisoning or whatever, but. It just made me start to get nauseous over time. And I woke up on my birthday, which was October the 2nd, going to work. I couldn't even get out of bed. I was like, no, my body, I couldn't even, like my body was so aching and my, I was so sore to the part where some parts of me was like numb. I couldn't, I was like, man, this is crazy. I had like crick neck. <laughs> mm. So I said, you know what? I need to get, I need to stop eating meat. I just... That was my epiphany, you know, like I, I just got to get away and do an overall detox. And that's, I started ever since then trying to, you know, get back into the um, vegetarian life or the non-meat eating life, vegan uh, lifestyle. So I, I traditionally like almost every day eat two meals to one meal. Mm-hmm. And most of my day is just really eat juicing. I juice and I do, like you were saying, I do a lot of juicing. And I do protein shakes. So I don't okay. know how that, the protein shakes is cheating <laughs> for fasting because, you know, it's uh, it's nut protein, you know, cashews. That's what I do. I do cashews. And um, I don't think that's, I don't think that's cheating. I don't, because from what I, from what I do remember, I do know that we, we strictly said uh, uh, refined sugars and salt. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So okay. just okay. as long as it's not to putting the white sugar in anything or eating anything that has that refined sugar, which means pretty much no, like, uh, those, like, cupcakes and cookies and stuff like that, because I know that we all do have the habit of one, uh, one another. We might go grab us some Doritos or we might go get us some cookies or something like that, <laughs> and that stuff does have a lot of refined sugar in it and right, that was right, one right. of my peas this uh this fast is i couldn't eat my cookies like i wanted to so i made up with it for just buying fruit you know i just replaced it with fruit during like if i would eat like a regular meal i would uh always usually have me like some type of cookie or some type something something some type of cookie it wouldn't be like no real hot sugar i eat a lot of like ginger snaps and stuff like that um or those little Nikot cookies, but that's pretty much it. But I just, since I couldn't have those, I just replaced it with a banana or an apple. And that still has, it has the natural sugar in it, but it's going right. to, it's still sweet. So it's going to give me what I need. And I, I'm sorry, brother, get it. No, no, no. I'm good, bro. Nah, and that's what I was going to say, too. I, I, my, my protein shake, and I do this every morning ritualistically. So this is like my staple of my diet now, like I drink a glass of water in the morning before I brush my teeth and I brush my teeth after I drink the glass of water. I heard about that too. I went to a health, like a health, um, 
clinic at one time, and he said, I don't know, you guys probably know whoever's on the line at Defensive Health, but they said uh, if you drink a, like room temperature water before you brush your teeth, that it brings out the vitamin A after you brush your teeth. I don't know if you've heard of that, but that's to bring out the vitamin A in your body. Yeah, I was like, wow, I've never heard of that either. <laughs> so it stimulates the vitamin A, I guess, that you have eaten, I guess, through other food groups that you brush your teeth after you drink a full glass, like a, a full glass of water. So, and then after that, I go juice, not juice, but my I make my protein shakes which is nut and banana. So, and the only nut I do nowadays is cashews. I eat other nuts, but I only juice the cashew nuts and um, the almond nuts too. And uh, and then I put some almond breeze in it, and then I use... Oh, that stuff is the bomb. Oh, yeah. my gosh, I love that stuff, man. God. <laughs> the vanilla <laughs> almond breeze? The vanilla oh, yeah. almond breeze. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I put... <laughs> I put some a little bit of agave in it because sometimes if the banana is too, if it's not ripe as yet, it's not sweet enough. So I put just a little bit, like I'll tip three, three, you know, little tips of agave, agave sweetener, in mm-hmm. uh, or, or like you said, if I have honey, but like you said, most most sugar uh, honeys nowadays on the market is like refined unless you can get organic. Uh, yeah, you know they put the other sweeteners in there. Yeah, they put the corn syrup in that stuff. Is gross. Yeah, I want to. I want to know that. Um, have anybody on here ever had the um, the cane sugar? Like, um, because I went to one market, international market, where they um juice the cane, and oh, the sugar yeah. come out oh, of water. Yeah. It come out like you know liquid. I never mm-hmm. had, but I wanted to have anybody had it before. I got. As a matter of fact, I got it in. You know, Nativa, the Nativa cornflake brand? I don't know if you guys heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that. They actually got a, like you said, they got a brown sugar uh, brand, a Nativa, that they're selling out there. I didn't know that because my sister, she knows I'm into the health thing too, and she buys stuff sometimes, and she's like, you know, have too much of it, so she gives it to me like, hey, you know what this? And I'm like, yeah, this this is what I, I love this type of stuff. And, I, and I'll grab it, you know, like, yeah, this is what I need, you know. But that's one thing I've never seen, like, in the stores before. So I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, too, that they, you guys could get it. Like the brown uh, sugar cane sugar. Like uh, the evaporated cane sugar? Yeah, exactly. It's eva- exactly. And it's crystallized and everything, but it's it's just that um they don't, ref- it's not refined. So, okay, I have that in my possessions now, and it and it's brown, right? Yeah, it looks just like yeah, um, yeah. almost like the flakes, you know, like uh, coconut flakes. Yeah, I think I, I think they, yeah, I think I seen it. They sell it. And the coconut sugar too, I got too. That's crazy, just just by saying that, you know. So, yeah, but um, that's all good stuff. I mean. You know, growing up, um, my family, like I said, is from Jamaica, too. So, you know, I grew up, like, with the molasses, you know, that black molasses. I guess you guys probably, I don't know if you guys ever did that. Like, I've never heard eat. of black molasses. Yeah, so the molasses is from, like you said earlier, the, king, the sugar cane being boiled before they refine it to the point where it turns white. 
because most of the most sugar is when you boil it, it becomes black like tar. Mm-hmm. But when they when they refine it now, they put bleach, they bleach it out, and all that crazy stuff. Wow, I, I might have to try that just to see, just to show everybody. <laughs> boil it, so turn black. Well, that's why. And 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 I heard like my um family members in Jamaica that, that my uncles they said uh if you ever seen how they make it you wouldn't want to eat it again like the white the sugars like some of these brown sugars they say he they spread you know I don't know they what actually the put they actually put that uh caramel is uh what they call um not molasses I think it is molasses but like if mm. they're making what they call that brown sugar. They actually, okay. uh, they called uh, they call it caramel. It's a, it's okay. Caramel is a, it's some type of chemical. I can't remember. It's in a lot of foods. Yeah, it's a mass. Oh my, my apologies. Go ahead, brother. No, brother, it's okay. Um, there is a video. I don't know if you guys uh have been to Theater One, but there is huh. a video in there called The Sugar Demon, and this okay, guy. Yeah. Brings, yeah, and he breaks down like all the different sugars at that. I guess from that different time period, all the refined sugars, on down to the honey, on down to Trevia, and um, and all these other different. Uh, I guess you could say refined sugars, uh, even brown uh, brown sugar syrup. You know, right. not brown sugar sugar. Uh, what they call rice sugar, brown rice syrup. That's a okay. uh, refined sugar. Um, so, look at that. It's a really, really good uh, video. If you guys haven't checked it out already, it will explain a whole lot of different stuff. And um, it'll kind of put you up on, like, a lot of these um, uh, these uh, sugars that they have out there that they're marketing as, quote-unquote, natural, but right. they're just, like, watered-down, caramel-colored, Right. Uh, refined sugar from the liquid on down to the crystallized. So um, that, just you guys be conscious about that. But um, I I don't know if you I don't know I wanted to or interject. Uh, I don't know if anyone in the nation heard about um, a, a DVD documentary called King Corn. Anyone no. ever see that? No. You say corn? C O R N. King Corn. King King Corn, like King, like a like a queen and a king. Yeah, oh, no, I've never heard king. that. Yeah, you guys got to look at that one. That's crazy. It's a uh, the documentary on how they make uh, fructose, you know, and uh, how they refine it. And then these guys are like in a chemist lab, putting it together <laughs> to the point where they got to wear gloves and masks and and like aprons, so it doesn't get on. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's real dope, man. They putting real drugs inside these people. Drugs. It's crazy. Because I mean, think about it. it. They gotta, they gotta protect themselves from making it, but they're putting it in the food so we can eat it. And that's the that's the jacked up part about it. And I don't think that's what people take into consideration at all. When you see when people cooking the um drugs, you know when they you see a movie and they cooking the drugs in the houses. And, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, they, they yeah. have on the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. So, my point is, is if you got to alter God's nature, natural foods to to feel good or to 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 make your your palates and your mouth sparkle, you know, like, 
You know, what I mean, I, I get a high off of regular food, like you know, like just just regular herbs. Like if you take uh, like cilantro, for instance, cilantro. Cilantro to me has a natural endorphin to me when I eat it. It's like wow, I, I just love that. You know what I mean? That feeling from that flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, when I put certain herbs together, to me, it's like wow. But to put when I I don't know if you guys ever. Uh, grew up drinking Sunny Delight, or you know that that Tang stuff. Yeah, But I mean, don't you? I don't know if you guys still do it, but if you can remember, uh, you know, drinking it to me it was like a bag of chemicals. I don't know how when I was drinking it as a kid, like uh, tastes like medicine. Delight, huh? Worse yeah, than medicine, right. it tastes like. <laughs> Like, what is this? I can't even... Is this supposed to be an imitation orange juice? And I, I just never really picked it up again. I was just trying it once or twice as a kid. I was like, never again. Cause I don't know. I grew up... I guess you guys, too, grew up in the house eating, you know, mostly home-cooked food. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like even the drinks, my mother would, you know, make lemonade from scratch and, you know, Kool-Aid. I never really grew up on Kool-Aid type thing. You know, like, my Kool-Aid was sorrel. I don't know if you guys know what sorrel is, <laughs> but it's a, a it's like a red plant, like a flower. Uh, it, it's uh it's it's sorrel is like the West Indian word for uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the name? Is for? it is uh, it similar to the hibiscus plant? It is. A, it, that's what the word I wanted. It, it's a hibiscus. I, w- I would just I was just about to ask you because I, I got some friends Jamaican friends. And they make the drink for me, and um, I was drinking that and a pineapple mango ginger drink, and I think oh, I was, man, I was eating the I was eating the peanut butter crackers. I did that for like two weeks on lunch break because I said I get tired of you know feeling real um eating all the heavy food, so I would just eat peanut butter crackers and that, and you know uh-huh. people walking up to you, hey, hey man, you losing weight, and man, you on drugs, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't notice. I, I didn't notice, but I did that for only only for lunch break. No, in the morning I would eat. There was a few months ago I eat just grits and probably biscuit uh, or something like that. But uh, I, man, I love that drink. Yeah, man, that that ginger ginger um ginger beer from scratch. You know that stuff is that's the that stuff I love that I grew up on. Like you know that I, right now I don't even drink because this even though the sorrel is good. What happened is. A lot of families they gouge it with uh they put a lot of sugar in it, like refined white sugar. Yeah. So you know, of course I was used to that taste, but I'm starting to do it where I don't even um I go to the like the Rastafarian stores where they just have everything on natural, no no sugar, no you know, they got a lot of food with that that are and they, that thing they say the sorrow drink it um detox the blood also. Exactly. So I I like it just like that now without any sugar, the sorrow, you know what I mean. So and it's even the ginger beer, antioxidants, right? Yeah, exactly too. It has a lot of antioxidants, and it it, it it purifies your blood over time. And just like ginger, ginger is a um, is a, 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 a not a medicinal. It's um, it's uh, what do you call it? It cleanses your system, so it cleanses your intestines and your colon. So it's good to always have a pinch of that, and it stimulates your blood, just like yeah, um, the brother was saying earlier with um, what do you call it, uh, cayenne pepper. 
So, yeah. okay. You know, those are the things I stay with. So I'm always on a cleansing and a fasting in a sense. So I enjoy, you know, that what we're doing now with the, the fasting in the nation. So, yes, sir. Well, the one thing we, you know, we do, we don't want, you know, people to have going, well, not going things, but we don't want people to have an experience where it's like, it's so agonizing because it's not supposed to be agonizing. It's supposed to be a clean. And, of course, when you're cleansing your body, of course, it's never really, it's never really the most pleasurable thing anyway. But um, this eventually, when you guys uh, do it more frequently, then you guys will see. And don't get so caught up on the fact that, oh, we do consecration every year because the thing about it is you can fast doing, like, other different things because you do it every day and you don't really know it. it you may you may fast from eating one thing and eat another, or you may have one thing that you don't eat today that you may eat tomorrow that you and the other thing that you didn't eat that you ate that day, you don't eat it again. Or the things that you have, you don't use it or you don't have it the next day. You fast every single day. And that is your your life or your you know, your surroundings cleansing cleansing itself. So every day is actually a fast. I don't know if that's gonna make anybody feel a little bit better, but that's how I see life anyway. But um I'll I'll throw this out here and then Brother Martavius I'm gonna come to you. Because I, I didn't realize you had came in uh, not too long ago. But I do want to throw this out here. You guys, please check your toothpaste. The reason why I'm saying this, mm. I know that we did, there is a lot of talk about fluoride being in the toothpaste. Mm-hmm. But that's just one. Please check your toothpaste because there are there is pork in your toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, there's a site. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called the Israel, uh, the Israel of God or something like that. dot org, and they are. I guess they do like research for all of these different like products out there that they're selling on the market, and yeah. they, I guess they like strategically go in and they will tell you whether it has animal hormones in it, uh, animal byproducts, pork, non-pork, L-cysteine, or whatever, or if, whether it's clean or kosher. And it will tell you what's in it. And I was surprised to find out that the toothpaste that I was using for like the last nine months had pork in it. Hey, excuse me, yeah, bro. You you can tell me the website again. Let me let me look on my uh, bookmarks. I think it's called Israel of God. Yeah, I I started using baking soda for a while back because I read on it back and they say um. If you swallow, it's called poison control. I'm like, poison control? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why do you call poison control? I you use, know, but I, I use baking soda. Yeah, it's called the Israel of God Research Committee. Okay. And uh, that's what they, they, I mean, on down from the snacks on down to the Pastas, rice, and breads, and soup. Yeah, and I got soda. a, I got a book. I got a. I'm sorry to cut you, brother. I got a book on no that. Years ago, I had it. Yeah, that has all the all the products. It's called uh, it's called halal. 
eating eating halal, so which, like you said, is an Islamic type of derivative book. You, that I you had. speaking of that, brother, I I want to make mention of that because that is right on this site on the same site. I I saw that there were well the word halal was used where he was talking about mono and diglyceride, and mm. that is in a lot of food. Mono and diglyceride. That, mono, that is, yes, you're right. Yeah, it's a it's some Crazy. type of animal byproduct that comes from either beef or pork, but mainly right. pork. But it's supposed to like what they couldn't get from the wheat, they got from uh-huh. the pork. Right. And the, or, or the beef. And they right. were put and they're putting it in everything. Man, I was I saw that one day. Someone was on Facebook with a sister and she was talking about how she would go to the store sometimes and she would get these little you know, little cookies and stuff like that. And she said her daughter said, No, don't eat that and she's like, Why not? She said, Because it has monodiglyce it has diglycerides in it. She's uh-huh. like, I don't know what that is. She said, It comes from pork. She said, oh, I can't eat it anymore. So it made me think, dang, I was going to the store all this time. I never thought about that. Uh-huh. Man, I would go to the store and all of the stuff that I was eating, not not all the time, but I would eat it here and there, had the monodiglycerides in it. I True. said, you got to be kidding me. This stuff is put stuff in everything, the, man. The the guy that I went to, I don't know if you guys heard um, Brother Peace talk about a guy named uh, Valentine, Phil Valentine. Yeah, Phil Valentine, yeah. Okay, if you guys are familiar, because he's the one, I actually met him. He's the one that helped me with getting okay. back on track when I got out of the military with, uh, you know, getting me into the detox program. So right. he had a, a packet, you know, like uh, that he gave me, you know, I paid him and everything. And then he gave me a packet with a whole bunch of information, like something called the wounded womb for women's uh, recycle, uh, their, um, their uh, you know, their uh, reproductive system and the whole woman's anatomy and how they think and being gender side as a woman. And, you know, most women are trying to be more like men and, and men is trying to be like women. Anyway, but he was getting into the food. He, he, he's more like metaphysics, physical about the information. So uh, he gave me a list of stores to go to. And then he gave me a list of um, a whole list of food that they hide the MSG in foods and call it something different, you know, something totally different. So like you said, you know, I got a list of that too, you know, like crazy that, uh, you can get a list of things that are associated with your foods that you eat, that you think you're eating, you know, oh, I'm eating healthy, but when mm-hmm. you see mo- monosodium glutamate, or if you see something else that doesn't say monosodium glutamate, MSG, it says something else, derivative of that, you know, and uh, that has that same, how should I say, the the, the same damage that, MSG does to your body, that, that other product that they're putting into most of these seasonings, you know, and other food groups that can um, be more very dangerous to the body. So, Yeah, that's so true. Another thing I noticed, too, well, Brother Priest, he was right about that table salt because oh, yeah. I don't know if a lot of people don't notice, but the same refined sugar, they're putting it in the table salt, but it's under the name dextrose. Yeah, they're put. Yeah, they're putting it in the table salt. I was like, well, who put sugar inside the salt? And I was <laughs> like, oh, I know why they're putting it inside the salt. For the same reason that they're putting it inside the cookies and the cakes to make it more addictive. Because where everybody knows, the one Crazy. thing you gotta have on your food is salt. So oh, they're gonna right. put it in. You see what I'm saying? You can put it in anything. 
You wouldn't notice the difference, but you will get addicted to eating that stuff or you'll be addicted to having it because they're putting that dextrose in it or that refined sugar. They're putting that stuff in everything, man, and it's like... I could give a... Like, I could give a I could give a a, a a substitute if you guys want to hear for to put in your soups and stuff. You guys could put um, seaweed, the nori nori seaweeds, you know, and uh, wakame. N o n o r i and nori. It's like a Japanese seaweed. Okay. That you crush up. It looks purplish, almost purplish and blue. And uh, if you crush it up. You put it in your uh, soups and everything. If you guys make, you know, a lot of um, pea soups or even okay. stock soup, you know, crush it up and put it in there, and that's your and that's your salt, along with uh, you know, different sea salts that you could um invest into. But yeah, um, I know, um, I know one of um our priests was talking about the pink Himalayan. I'm wow, I actually remembered it because okay, I couldn't remember the word. <laughs> I kept saying pink salt, pink salt, and I was like, it's not pink salt. So it's pink Himalayan salt. That's supposed right. to be uh, pretty good as well. I've heard people talk about it, but I, I yeah. can't find it in the store, so I don't know. They sell it here in New York. It's very expensive. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's one of them too. And back to what the, the the brother was saying earlier, Brother Andrew, from he's up in Canada, right? That's correct, Ox. Shalom, brother. Yeah, shalom, brother. Um, when you were talking about couscous, um, couscous is a, it's like a wheat, uh, semolina derivative. So it's mm-hmm. uh, a North, it's like a North African, uh, of the Maghrebs, the Maghreb tribes, the, the, like the Berber tribes. That's what they originally used to eat with the, with their lamb and all of that. But, uh, yeah, yeah from like Morocco. That's what I heard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. One of my food that I like to add, and then you have basil leaf and some sage and oregano. You can add on to that. Those are very true. awesome seasonings, too. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, hey, I want to ask y'all about the couscous. Which which name brand would be the best one to get? Because a brand name of mine broke. Yeah, uh, which, which, like, name brand couscous to get? Because a friend of mine brought some to work, and I tried it. I said, man, it's good. I always wanted to try it. Hmm. But apparently, I bought the the um one that, <laughs> oh, I didn't cook it right. It didn't come out the same way. Um, <laughs> That's a good question, you know. That's a real good question, because every time I buy the couscous, I don't really even look at the name, but I just know how it looks. I just grab it. Um, I probably it bought the one too cheap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of times, they they were, a lot of times they refine it too, like you said, they bleach it. So yeah. Well, the more darker, the more darker, the yeah. better, man. I'm telling you, anything yellowish looking or if they, when I cooked it, man, it came out like some man. It didn't look nothing like it's too cool. You can see every individual one, you know. And it had a texture like almost like a real soft rice or something like that. But uh-huh. I think I bought the wrong. The, I guess you gotta kind of go toward the um the. Organic. I don't know. I bought the wrong one. Man. I don't know if I knew how to cook it right. Also, how yeah, you to prepare it? Yeah, you gotta no, no. There's a special way in how to cook it because one thing I know, um, couscous is one of those foods. It doesn't take long to make. Um, realistically, the couscous takes about five minutes. You could like if you run the pot on hot, if you run the pot on back, 
Let the water boil first and foremost, and you just drop in the couscous right after. Five Within five minutes, that's ready. But There's the two is, brands. There's two brands I could recommend, my brother. The It's called the Near East Couscous. Oh, okay. It says the Near East on it, which is uh, it's, it's, they sometimes they mix it with roast garlic and olive flavoring in it. You know, it's got a couple of, like a pilaf, like a, almost like a rice pilaf. You know, it looks like that, but um, it's called Near East. And then there's another one, it's like an organic one called uh, Rice Select Organic Couscous. Okay. Yeah, I know many different type of name brands over here in Canada, but they have many different types, and they have whole wheat couscous, and they have uh-huh. raw couscous. Right, right, right. I've seen the whole wheat one, yeah, the big box. Um, that's the thing. I, I've never eaten one that's come in a box. Usually they come in um, usually they come in like a, a plastic, like a plastic oh, bag. Yeah. You know what? I, I kind of figured out making the wrong wrong selection. Usually I go for the best, I, but you know, uh. Sometimes I, I'm like, man, I don't want to have to buy this one and try this one and try. Well, it's a good thing y'all talking about it. I can know, I know which one. Yeah, I kind of knew that was a bad solution. It was so cheap, but you know, you know, it's also. Um, I heard on this. Um, um, I heard Eric's concert make a mention of tea. Um, one thing I know also, coriander seed tea, coriander tea, like coriander seed. If you want that, yeah. drink that. A lot of things, uh, it doesn't taste good, but it's very, very good to, like, um, like it settles your belly. Yes, it settles your belly. Like, um, you're, you know, it makes you feel real, um, I, I guess, like, help you, well, help you digest your food, in a sense, you know. But at the same time, the coriander CT can be used to, like, settle your belly so, like, um, you're content. Yes, you see, you're content. How do you spell that, brother? Coriander, um, coriander, C O R I A N D E R. Yes, coriander yeah. seed. Okay. Yes, it's supposed to be like the um, seed for the cilantro leaf. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, That's the same thing with uh, ginger, too. Ginger is good to serve. Right, right, right. And, uh, I've you know, from the West Indies, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what yeah. they do with the ginger. Hey, brother, I want to know, uh, have anybody ever, I don't know the health benefits behind, the, um, I had, I tried something new. I was at the international market, and I tried some pink, they like pink lentils. Okay, yes, definitely. But, Those but are when good. You cook high them, in protein. Yeah, when you cook them, they turn into like, um, I kind of like to overcook my beans. They're like they're gravy. And I cook them, uh, and they turn into like mashed potatoes. Yes, that's what, that's but what they, it's supposed it's to so be. Good. It's so good. It's like a substitute. It, it, like I, I, when I, instead of mashed potatoes, I cook the uh, pink lentils. Mm. That's what I do, too. And I, I boil it out until it melts out. Like like you said, it looks like mashed potatoes. Yeah. I make it as a gravy, like you said. Or if I boil it and put a lot of water in it, I just make it as like a soup. <laughs> yeah. And season and put a lot of seasoning, you know, like um uh, what do you call it? Um Italian seasoning. Or I put cliantro in it. You know, onions. I love red onions. Red onions is the best out of all the red, you know, different colors of onions. Yeah.
Yeah, but most definitely, um, I, I most definitely I, I appreciate the outcast on that information uh, pertaining to whenever you're feeling, you know, hungry. Uh, I'm working on now because I remember, <laughs> I know, um, you know, I tell a lot of people these things, and a lot of people they think that I'm saying this something, you know, because there'll be certain times um, when 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 I would, when I would I wouldn't even fast. Like I, I I wouldn't even like intensely fast, but it would just happen like naturally. Like I would uh, when I would have some time. At that time, when I had a lot of time in my life, I would just be like I would wake up in the morning, brush my teeth, and then read scriptures. And then by the time I look, I realized that the sun's setting, and I ain't nothing all day, you know. And 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 I ain't, I'm not even I wasn't hungry or anything of that sort, but it's just that I was so. Um, Content, you know, I was so satisfied with the bread of the more side that, that that filled me. So a lot of times when you actually read and meditate upon the scriptures, you know, um, you could read and meditate upon the scriptures and you even fall asleep reading or something, wake up and continue on. And a lot of times that's filling. That's real filling. Yeah. Hmm. You know, True. Drink your tea, get your tea and read while you drink your tea, hot tea and so forth and whatnot. That's really satisfying. Lemongrass tea is really good, too. Absolutely. Lemongrass, people in, I know you guys call it fever grass in Jamaica, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's a good thing, Ock, and uh, brothers and sisters. You want to, like, meditate, drink lemon tea and chamomile. Yeah, that's a very sweet one. Absolutely, that one I remember. That one as a child. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, I love it. I love the tea. But I was, you know, it get to the point. It's a good thing, you know. I'm, uh, sometimes I'm shopping, you know, I'm reading the um the ingredients, and I'm you know it takes me so long to shop because I'm. Googling the ingredients and all that, and some of the teas have, like, um, I try to stay with the organic teas, but some of them have, like, I guess, like, they it's not natural flavors. Yeah. So it, you know, it might be a possibility that it may be something that they, you know, some type of flavor they created that may not be as healthy. That's true. You know, like, the, the added, the added, add all the little additives. But I love I the chamomile, the chamomile, all the teas, man. That's what I drink mostly. It's a good substitute for all the, you know, all the, I can't drink no sodas and stuff. Every time uh-huh. I used to try to drink a soda, it would make me shake. Now, <laughs> how y'all drink them, man? I, I, I don't know. I know I, you know, I didn't need to drink it. It was, you know, it was a while ago. I don't, I don't drink them no more. But when I drink one, it would make me. I start shaking like, man, I can't do it. That's crazy. I started of sodas from graduating high school from '93, man. I was like, I'm done. Speaking of that, I don't know if anybody. This is Brother Shedrick. I don't know if anybody's seen this video that had was floating. It was floating around on Facebook uh, a little while ago. Somebody poured. Some Coca Cola oh, yeah. inside of a pot and boil it for five minutes, and the the and w- I don't know what that was afterwards, but that was an I I, I had first of all I haven't drinking soda uh like Coca Cola Sprite um 
uh, orange soda. I've been drinking any or not or even ginger ale. I've been drinking it any of those in like quite some time. I've stopped drinking soda for a good little minute. Um, I've been drinking what they call that sparkling water. It's supposed, oh, yeah. it's supposed to be good. I don't know. I'm still kind of iffy about that because it's carbonated. But even right. still, um, I, I'm drinking that for a soda substitute. But the way that stuff looked, it, after they boil it for five minutes, and I'm like, and people consume this stuff. Hmm. People are consuming this stuff. And they, I mean, like, uh, it looked like like slush. And then it got to the point to where you couldn't even, like, you couldn't even get it out of the pot. It was, like, crystallized in the pot because all it is is sugar anyway. Yeah. It's nothing but sugar anyway. So they oh, pretty boy. much caramelized it. This That, that is gross. It's the grossest Crazy. thing ever. And then that's why a lot of people have all these diseases, man. They And, you know, and it's kind of common sense to me because, you know, a lot of the things you put in your body is going to eventually start to affect you. And people fight with all these diseases. Being the, big, the, the, two, the two places that the disease starts is in your colon. Cause all, that's where all the diseases starts when you infest with all these different uh, bacterial and, uh, you know, not just waste from your foods, but this, the bacteria that are bad from foods that are, you know, tainted with all these different elements from, you know, different animals that we eat or different uh, chemicals that they put in your body, and your body's trying to eliminate it through the lymph nodes. That's where mm-hmm. the second part where the disease starts, and it can't get all everything through the lymph nodes. So it, it poisons your bloodstream. In a sense, I don't know if you ever been around people that are like very heavy or uh, not to disrespect anybody on the phone, but like very fat. Like I'm like talking like 300 pounds or more, or even hmm. 280 or more, or just even a, even a slender person. But hygienically, you can smell people's like, wow, man, what is it? It's almost yeah, like they, they just they just they just stepped in doo doo or something. <laughs> I don't want to get uh, illicit, but that that smell is coming from the intestines and your colon because it's pouring mm. into your bloodstream because your blood your colon is so backed up with stuff that it cannot it, it's not it's not being eliminated on time so it's going right, right back into your bloodstream and you're sweating mm. it out and it's coming out on your pores. Yeah. You can tell when somebody's not really, de- you know, cleansing and detoxing or, you know, uh, fasting to eliminate waste better. But, but yeah, so I throw that in there. Shalom, no hi. Yes, uh, this is Sister Crystal. So for those of us who have children that are, of course, used to sugar, and I don't allow my children to drink sodas too much, but mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, making lemonades and thing of that, things of that nature, what type of sugar would be good for that. I tried the guave nectar, but that doesn't really blend in good with that type of stuff. So what could I put in while I'm making the lemonade to make it taste mm. good to them? I would say the coconut, that coconut sugar that I was telling you about. The brown coconut sugar? 
Yes, Priest ma'am. Said that, Priest said that last year. That. Talking about that. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's the most closest to to make it sweet like a sugar cane sugar. You know what I mean? They get that flavor, that that all natural lemonade sweet ice iced uh, flavored that we all grew up with. Right. You know, because like you said, agave, agave is not a good mix with a lot of things, to tell you the truth. No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that, fruit, that fruit flavor inside of it. Absolutely. Salam's brother Andrew. I was going to also say you can make them smoothies that they like. A lot of children, they like smoothies, you know. Um, they have it, you know, they drink it like um, like a little bit of ice cream, you know. So like... Um, like cantaloupe, almond milk, and uh, papaya. Mixing that up, that's a good smoothie. They'll like that a lot. And then I don't know if, I don't know if you heard of also um, sour sap juice. Oh, yeah. Very, oh, very, 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 very tasteful. Sour sap oh, yeah. juice. Sour sap is nice. Yeah, sour sap is real good. Yeah, sour sap juice. Hmm. Hey, um, hey, hey, bro. Like sour sap leaf, but well, you gotta be careful where you buy it from because I have these people what they actually do is they actually they get a sour sap leaf, they pick it themselves and then they boil it, and then they boil it the full thing with the sour sap, and then they re they repackage the leaf that was already boiled and sell out and, and sell turn back and sell the, the same sour sap leaf that had all this potency boiled out, and that's wow. how they made their money. Wow. Yeah, but the cantaloupe, the papaya. And almost very, very tasteful. And healthy, too. Sister, you might want to mix. Sister, I'm sorry. This is uh, Gavin for the record uh, from New York. You may want to put watermelon, too, mixed with Mm -hmm. the, uh, for the lemonade, you know, to make it a little bit more sweeter. Sure. To put flavor in it. I never thought. Or, um, blend it out. I don't know. Or put chunks in it. Or maybe she could try uh, dates, dry dates. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Because those things are sweet. Sweet. Really sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Dates is very good, Aki. Absolutely. Yeah. Might want to put some of them ideas in the nation. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. No lie. Like, seriously. For cooking. Recipes. You guys, you guys should try tambrin, tambrin juice. Oh my God! What's I love it. Scratch with the lemonade in it. Oh yes. You called. You yeah. said it was cambrin. Uh, with a T, tambrin. What's tambrin? Tambrin is like a uh, pod. It's like a seeded potted. It's a fruit, but it looks like a pod. Um, okay. Almost like. Uh, Man, uh, like a like a like a green pea pod, like a snap pea. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's stringy. It's stringy, but it's more fat. It's a little. It's like okay. bigger, fatter seeds in them. And mm, that's interesting. It's 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 almost gummy. You chewing it, it's it's a gummy uh, texture. And when you chew it up, you you um, suck off all the skin around the seed. And the seed is like a big black seed in it. Okay. So it's it's a tangy taste, like you know, like a lemon, lemony. But it's not lemony taste, but it's it's a tangy taste to it. But um, 
they sell them all the time in the West. If you go to any West Indian stores, as a like tambourine ball, they pull it up with sugar, the sugar on it. But see that's, um, that's the one thing I don't like, like living downtown, um, in well, I stay in the city, but like you'll have stores like that, but you won't have stores like that. What I mean is, you won't <laughs> have stores like um. Like, you have an Asian store, but you won't have, like, a West Indian store. I know, like, in New York, I there's this store. They sell all kinds of West Indian, like, like all kinds of West Indian products. They sell, um, man, like, you can get all kinds of, like, um, chia seeds. Um, you can get all kinds uh-huh. of... Um, they they even have an online site. I I can't even remember the name of this. Let me see if I still have that site because I saved it once it, one time before. Ah, was it was it in Brooklyn or Manhattan or the Bronx? I think it was in Brooklyn. If I'm not mistaken, because Brooklyn Brooklyn is like the home of the West Indies out of all the five boroughs that they have like yeah, major major Caribbean stores. So um. <laughs> It's called it's... Sam's Caribbean. Has anybody heard okay. of it? Okay. Oh yes, I've heard of it, but I never. I think I've seen it. The advertising, but I've never been there. Yeah, Sam's Caribbean. They sell like, oh my gosh, like their online store is insane. Like some of the stuff they sell is like, darn, I wish they sold it here because I would buy from the West Indians what they As would sell fact, here in the United States. As a matter of fact, they have it in um, Long Island, New York. And I live in Long Island now. I just moved out to here not too long ago, so they have it okay. in Hempstead. Yeah. Area code is 877. Is that Manhattan or is that Brooklyn? 877 is uh, a, a 1-800 number. Oh, that's a 1-800. I'm sorry. Give me a break. Give me a minute. I'm looking at the one. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no. I was it's like. Probably. It's, it's a toll-free number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. I I I at the wrong number. I apologize. I was thinking I was thinking of the area code, but I saw the the eight seven seven number, and I'm thinking, no, that's not the number. That's the the, the uh, that's the toll free number. I should have been looking for the area code. I apologize for that because they did. This is the online store, but uh-huh. it's a five one six. Yeah, West Hampstead, Hampstead, New York. Yep. Yeah, Hempstead, um, New York. Hempstead is in Long Island, Nassau County. It's like okay, it's close to Queens, but it's not. It's east. If you look at Long Island and stretch eastward from Queens and Brooklyn, so the closest borough to it is Queens. But yeah, I know what you're talking about in Hempstead. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. Here's a, a hot topic that kind of, uh, I guess, it's not so much of a hot topic, but it did kind of got on, it was on um, all over the media. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's daughter, I guess she decides that um, she gets on her show today, and I guess she was supposed to be speaking about the whole controversy with, uh, what's the guy's name, Donald Trump. And and uh-huh. how what he was stating about the um about the uh, Hispanics, the Latino brothers and sisters. So I guess she must have thought she was making the situation better. She goes on to say, "Well, if you get rid of the Latinos, who's going to clean your toilets?" 
Ah, oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so she got a lot of backlash. Oh, yeah, and, I would think so. And I think, you know, I, I think what – I saw this video the other day, and there was this room that had two black guys, two white guys, a Hispanic, uh, a Hispanic a Asian, and an Indian guy. And they were talking about racism. And the first thing the white guy says is, why are you guys focused so much on color? You know, why can't you just be human? And the black guy starts to talk. He was really calm, like, for the first two minutes. Then he goes off because his his whole, I guess you can say, the whole main idea behind what he was saying is, you guys focus so much on trying to make us be human that you forget or, or that you don't acknowledge that we have our own identity. So what you're saying is that you want us to be human. What you're trying to say is that you don't want us to be us, you want us to be you. Because for us to be human would be to give up who we are, or for us to be American would be to give up who we are and be like you instead of you giving up who you are to be like us. You don't, ha- as a white person, you don't have to give up who you are in order to be American, because in your mind, you are American. We are not. And what a lot of, uh, I would say majority, not all of the uh, Caucasoids seem to not understand is that when they make statements like that, they are not understanding how when we do start to talk about racism and when we do try to, you know, we explain racism from our point of view and we try to get that they are at some point perpetuating racism, they don't accept it because they're looking at it like, well, we don't have a problem. Of course you don't have a problem because in your mind you're human and everybody else is not. So you don't have any problems. You don't have any problems being who you are, and you were taught to be that way. But, you know, that's not the case for everybody, but majority of them are like that. And, but our problem is that we try, to, we try to force ourselves to be like them most of the time, and a lot of brothers and sisters do. Some of us, even in this nation, at some point before we got here, were like that, maybe not as we we probably weren't like gung ho or more hardcore like others, but in some shape or form we have experienced that one way or another. And I think you know it makes it much easier now, you know, to uh, see that there is a difference between us, and that you know being here it makes us acknowledge that there is a difference between us, and that we don't have to be like be like that or be like them or we don't have to pretend that we're somebody else so that we don't acknowledge that, you know, we have our own identity. Because uh, honestly, thinking like that is a psychological issue. Something wrong there. You got to pretend that you don't exist so that other people can feel comfortable around you. That's not cool. <laughs> but um, the statement she made, it I know it rubbed people the wrong way. It rubbed Rosie Perez the wrong way. You know, she was like, I got an education. I just don't like people, you know, making me feel, you know, like, you know, and I paraphrase, 
Um, I don't like people making me feel like I'm less than, you know. And I assume, you know, when Kelly made that statement, I'm like, geez, so that's what you think of Latinos, is that they're only here in the country to clean toilets. Was, was, was she saying that condescending or, like, as a funny cliche? I think, no, I or think she was, was being condescending, serious. because oh, it was okay. supposed to be, it was supposed to be, like, she was, okay, let's say, I think she was trying to be responsive uh, towards uh, Donald Trump, from what mm-hmm. I gathered from the the clip that they showed. She was trying to be responsive to him, but I think that when she said what she said, it came off like she was being a racist. Mm. And it was, the way she kind of said it was like, damn, like, is that how you see, dude, that, is that how you see Latinos and Hispanic <laughs> people? Is there wow. only good enough to clean toilets? You know, there are a lot of wealthy Hispanic and Latino people. And mm-hmm. most of them don't even live here in America. Most of them actually live in their own country. But you do have some of them that are wealthy here that don't clean toilets. Which the funny thing is, thing. I, I'm, yeah. sorry, I'm sorry to cut you. The funny thing is that half of the United States at one time was Mexico. So, I mean, you know, like. True. It, you yeah. Know, like, it's the Native Americans, they just was pushed back across the border, you know, to create that borderline. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, white America needs to be more educated, especially the youth, about certain histories that took place. You right. know, because I was even having a discussion with a friend of mine today about the native, because he lives upstate New York, and uh, which is more closer to Canada. You know, in uh, the Rochester area, Niagara Falls. He grew up in that area. Um, and funny that. Uh, Funny that it may, it may sound. He's actually a native of the Philippines. He's from the Philippines, but was adopted by a family, a white family up in that area. That was uh, his father was in the military who adopted him, and he, you know, acclimated to that region. But he's still in his blood and in his spirit and in his mind is a Filipino. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he he understands the native game and the, the, the whole mindset, the, the, the trick behind America being called the land of the home of the free and the brave, you know, of who of today runs it by majority so-called sub-race of, of white America. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but when you look at the whole North America, it's the United States, it's Canada and the United States, and they say some of, some of or they say Mexico is a part of Central or north, but I don't know. Um, legally, it's supposed to be a part of the Central America. But anyway, uh, my whole point is that um, the natives were here in this land from Alaska all the way down to Mexico, all the way down to South America, way mm-hmm. before the Europeans got here. So when you only look at yourself according to what someone else calls you, then you become incorporated just like a bond a, a bond servant <laughs> back in the ancient days all the way up until now That's right. saying, oh i'm an african-american or i'm a jamaican-american or you know I'm, I'm a filipino-american or whatever you're from you know you want to call that nation first before you say whatever american you are then you're cutting yourself off from who you you know you're 
you, you're aboriginally who you aboriginally come from. And, you know, once you keep doing that, then you're giving them the right to, to get on TV and propagate whatever they want to say about you. Right. You know, and make fun of you and poke, poke fun of this and poke fun of that. And, you know, it becomes a household uh, joke. Shalom. 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 I like to give a testimony to that, what he just said. You know, I just had surgery, and um, when they take and uh, do your, you know, registration and things of that nature, you know, being a proud Hebrew Israelite as I am, they asked me what my faith was, and I said Hebrew Israelite, you know, and... uh, you know, they really, what he's saying is you have to know who you are and recognize who you are and, and stand upon that. So I, I, I'd like to give this testimony. When they, okay, I went into surgery, had my surgery. Boy, they put me in the best room. I mean, the bed was adjustable wow. whenever you move, the bed to move. I was, they faced me toward the east. I was wow. on the fourth floor. I was in room 441. You turn it around wow. at 144. I, wow. I was released at 444. <laughs> wow. I was wow. released on the fourth day. Yes, they treat me like a queen. So, you know, wow. they really, I mean, wow. I, I couldn't have asked for better service because of who I am, you know, and the way I, I mean, they were just beautiful. So that is a testimony. You know, you know who you are. You stand upon that, you know, and it does work. It does work. Wow. Yes, I even seen the sun rise. I took and videotaped that. Wow. Man, All it was right. beautiful. It was beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Thank yes. you for sharing that, Iman. That, that, was, yes. that was real nice to hear. You know, yes. real blessed to hear. Because um, you know, to to, to uh, backtrack off what you and and Huck, Gavin and me mentioned. Well, definitely it's important that we know who we are and that we know who we are and we declare first and foremost who we are once we know who we are with our own words and not have anybody or anything put or define our own words for our own selves. You know, because then you have that. When you have that, you have all kind of things and people and corporations creating all kind of stories upon who you are and what you should think and how you should operate, so forth and whatnot, because... Um, when you look in history, you know, many as the art made mention, many of the times when those set um those set explorers or, or those set discoverers came to these to the Western Hemisphere, many of our brothers and sisters are already here. But the thing the problem with us now, we don't know who we are. So when we look and we read oh the Native American Indians, we look and we have no idea or don't think that they look nothing like us because what we hear society acknowledges as Native American Indians. You know, if somebody was, like, 10 years ago, if somebody was to tell me, do you know a Native American Indian happens to be um, somebody that looked just like you, woolly hair, um, as well as straight hair, you know, broad nose, um, copper color skin, just like you, I would never believe that. And I would think that they need to go back and recheck their history. You know, um, I would never believe that, but I have started to read some things, and um, the word coon, the word coon comes from the word raccoon, which many of the people used to call the Native American Indians raccoons, you know, so. Mm. Um, really? That's, yeah, yeah, that's the thing we got to know about um, of our history, not only what happened to, uh, um, not only what happened to the said Negroes, but also what happened, 
you know, with the transatlantic slave trade, so forth and whatnot, and also with our Native American um, brothers, you know, those who are of uh, the 12 tribes who don't look like us. Um, right. You know, the, the Aztecs and so forth and whatnot. Because uh, there is, there's many, many, many Native American Indians, uh, predominantly of the Seminole Indians, you know, that, that, that look like, like Judah and Benjamin. You know, yeah. but um, we just feel like that has nothing to do with us, you know, um, because we feel like that's not our people. You know, so it's very important that we comprehend who we are. Because, you see, that's the same scenario where many of the, many of the, um, many of the Native American Indians dislike. They, they, they abhor Christian. Um, they abhor anything to do with the Bible. If you ever made mention of King James, wow, just just consider it a loss. You know, um, that that's that's in Canada, that's realistic. That's realistic. Many of them are. Many of them are. You know, um, you can't even reason with them. You can't reason with them at all. You know, you try to show them that this book is not a religious book, but because they see the book and all they see is uh, Roman Catholic and they just see a Caucasian people, they're gonna get um they're gonna get turned off from what is actually being said. You know? Mhm. Mhm. I, I I think most of you know it's always it's usually always a bittersweet moment uh for that particular situation uh in regards to exposing people to the truth using the Bible because of the uh people. Uh or the institution that was set up uh, by those scriptures. And, you know, a lot of people tend to associate a particular face with that book, and it's got a negative uh, a negative connotation behind it. Um, and I think that's another reason why, you know, as you and Ima Yaru stated, it's, it's very important that we stand up and proclaim who we are so that we set the record straight. Uh, and it makes it just that much easier for people to comprehend and understand that this book is not evil, and it's, it it doesn't have a face on it, but it is intellectual property, and it does belong to a you know a particular people who understood and practiced natural law, and once people understand that, you know the people who set up the institution to enslave them were not the owners of this book, they understand that, then they'll understand the use behind it. They can understand why it's important to read it. They'll, or at least come to some, uh, I guess you say consensus, to want to deal with it because a lot of people Still, you can tell people this. You know, you can shout it from the rooftop, and people look at you like you're crazy. Like, okay, and so what? You know, but um, I think now, um, as you know, most of us most most of us have seen. You know, that most of our brothers and sisters are awakening at an alarming rate, uh, rate um, by just word of mouth. Someone knows somebody who knows somebody who knows, you know, the truth about this book. And whereas and they may not have believed you, later on the line, later on down the line, somebody near them is going to say, you know, I found out that we were Hebrews. And they'll be like, okay, yeah, somebody told me this. And they might come back to look for you. So yep. I, I guess it's, it's, it's everybody needs time. You know, and I and you know, pre said this when I first got in, but now I understand why. 
because, I mean, our psychology is it's destroyed. It's, it's almost destroyed, brother. I mean, if you can't imagine before coming into this nation what it was like, you know, being outside of this nation and not having the knowledge that you did not. I mean, like, well, now you're in. And, like, look at them as being you. But you are a priest, and they and and they are you, and you just imagine dealing with that type of mentality, you know. It's the same thing, and um, I think um, I mean it does. This truth does require patience, and that's why a priest does tell us we must love our people. We must be long suffering and have patience with our people, because I'm telling you. I I know what you're going through, brother Andrew. I I trust me. I get it. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure everybody on this line has, and some sometime of a uh you know sometime or another have experienced some uncompromising people, you know, and trying to show them the discipline of this book, and um and and, and it, it might have not have. It might have not went the way you expected it to, but just in time, you know, they'll come around just like, you know, and congratulations to you, brother, and your uh, mother being, you know, able to matriculate into the uh, university. You, you know, you had some progress. Your your mother came around after I don't know how long because I don't know, you know, your regimen you set up between you and your mother, but eventually what you said got to her. So, Persistence and time will eventually uh, work its way between you and whoever you're trying to make that connection with in regards to this book. Because I'm telling you, it's um, it ain't easy, you know. <laughs> and sometimes I just don't even open my mouth because, I mean, it, it really depends on the people you're around. Not everybody wants to hear about it. And in all actuality, you don't throw your per- you don't cast your pearls amongst pigs anyway. So you gotta know your audience. If anything, I'm knowing that. Um, I yield. I, yeah, brother, I think. Oh, my my apologies, Mother. No, go go, ahead. go go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say, um, um, what he said um was really important. That to me, what he said, um, persistent in time. You just gotta be persistent, um, with I guess our loved ones and and and. Just, the general public, and I do. Yes, Carter. Yeah. You know, um, I would also, um, I would also want to make mention that with 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 consistency, we want to be um, keeping in mind that we're not, you know, we're not doing. Brother, are you there? Yeah, sorry about that. My phone, I accidentally hit the mute button. Yeah, we're not doing this rank. We're not keeping the liberty for of the Hebrew faith for any rankings amongst men, you know, mm-hmm. because um, we know that that which you um, put forth is that which you also receive. That which is above is also below. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, when, you, when you tap into um, your, your inner being and you tune on into the power source and you, and you remind yourself of where the power source is located and how to activate that power, you know, through fasting, um, that's, that's essentially what, what, what is happening. You know, you're not depending upon the physical, but you're depending upon the spiritual because you're able to see it. 
you know, and, and with the fasting, it's able to um, able to um, um, synchronize um, 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 your physical eyes with the spiritual, your physical mind with the spiritual. You know, uh, all that, all all the things that have an effect in the spiritual, you know, walking and coming into the alignment of, of, of that in that matter. So that's why um, that's why the fasting. Um, I, I I could just imagine what your brothers and sisters are going on too, and I can't wait. I I I, I um, I, cause I, I know, you know I like I've been I've been here before, but every time it's a new experience. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's like opening the book and you read the pages over and over, and yeah, you know the story how the story goes, but you know the event how the event unfolds. But there's just one thing that you did not see before that you see now. And it's like mm-hmm. a new experience. You know, it's like a new experience. Yes. I I think, this is Ema, I I think one of the important things that I try to remind myself is that, you know, first of all, when we're dealing with the the world and the people that are in power, that, you know, reading is not kryptonite to them. And they they read, they study, they are raised on knowledge in history. And so when you present yourself to them and you you know, we 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 declare our our, our faith, you know, being up under the most high and, and going according to the Bible or the scriptures, you know, they know what's in the scriptures and they appreciate the fact that someone is, is living that understanding the truth from the scriptures and in the Bible is so it's 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 just so phenomenal and it's it's it esoteric. Is. You know, it's esoteric, not only to us, but to them, because mm-hmm. when they look at us, they see us, they see that beauty in us, you know. Yeah. We don't see it in ourselves, and then we automatically want to play the victim. So, you mm-hmm. know, we do all kinds of things and have that sympathy and sorrow. Now, when I was in there, you know, I, I mean, I felt pain, but in the scriptures it says you don't let no one see that pain, and, and it, it, it blows them away, you know, that uh, uh, someone can say, hey, this is what I stand upon, and I don't have to be a certain way. They know what's in that scriptures, and that's the important thing, is you got to understand when you're dealing with out here in commerce or any type of dealings, you know, because believe me, when I went in there, they, they give you a registration, a contract, and that's important because we deal with contracts on a 24-7 basis. So when mm-hmm. they presented me with the contract, they saying one thing about blood, they saying this, they saying that, they saying this and that. I crossed out, I X'd out, I put in, I initiated, I did what I had to do. You know what? They conform to that. They respect that. They respect mm-hmm. the fact that you're saying, no, this is the way I'm going to have it. You know, this is the way it should be for me. And they respect that. So we got to remember, these people know the history. They know so many portions of about us that we got to take that and run with it. Not with an egotistical manner, but with it, right. a manner of strength, a manner of love, a manner of, hey, you know, I love you too, but, you know, this is the way it is for me. So we got to understand that these people know about us. Now, we got to let them know we know about us too. <laughs> That's you know? right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah, and one more thing you... I, I, want, I wanted oh, to learn about, you know, when y'all was, I listened the whole time about foods and different things, um, and, you know, and Sister Ruth and I talk about it a lot, and plus I did a lot of research in the past. You gotta, you guys, if you just start looking at the information on sales, 
cells are the building block to everything. You're, you're, every, every part of your body, a plant or anything, contains cells. And if you don't, uh, brother, I think Gavin was talking about, you know, people, you know, the food down in your stomach and it starts in your pain. Cells, it starts with your cells on how you treat your cells. You know, how yes, you, what, what you, what you're feeding yourselves or what you're depleting yourselves from, because that's where the disease originates. If the cells can't do what they're supposed to do, you're going to get a disease. Even if you eat good and don't do certain things right, the cells, okay. you got to take care of yourselves and guard them. And, it, and you'll find it interesting topic if you go start reading about your cells. And, of course, you know it has a nucleus, and that's where it begins. We have a nucleus in the school, so I think Brother Priest knows a little something we don't know, but study the cells. Then you'll start yes, to understand how to treat your body. And with that, I yes. Mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. So that for that. How do you feel, Emo? Because I know you came in. I did not ask you, but how do you feel? I feel good. I mean, you know, I got the most time on my side. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I, I, I got cut all the way down to the bone in my leg. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's feeling good. I mean, I've been exercising, doing what I'm yes, supposed ma'am. to do. My mindset is on the most high. I call him Rafika. That means the healer. I call upon Yada Rafika to heal me, yes, to make yes, me strong, ma'am. you know. It, it's a mind thing. You, yes, if ma'am. your mind is right, you can make your body heal. So I yes, feel ma'am. pretty good. Yeah, I feel pretty good. It's been day three, so I feel pretty good. You know, yes, I'm ready to go run, ready to go jog. <laughs> you strong. All right. He is, man, because Lord knows. <laughs> they put me out the next day, you guys. He is. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, sir. I would have been crying like a baby. I had a little, I had a little oh, it hurts. Last weekend, it wasn't nothing compared to you, and I was telling people I wouldn't want nobody to go through surgery. I had surgery, but it was, when they did, mine was, like, small compared uh-huh. to yours, and, and I'm like, wow. Oh, Oh, man, I have to, yeah, I got to learn to walk all oh, over again with that leg, but, you know, I'm, oh, you know I did pretty good. Yes, So they put me out the next day, you know, and it's a pretty major surgery. So, they, you know, I did real good, so I was ready to go, and they let me go. And, okay. they, and I don't want no one in my home to do whatever I could do it myself, you know, so I'm doing real good. You might I'm, I'm happy. Yes, sir. You know, you just got to keep a mindset, you know, if we're, I always preach this. If we say we're up under the most high, he's going to lead us and guide us and direct us in the way we need, and he knows all. So, you know, uh, you know, we just got to keep that mindset right, you know. It's all in mm-hmm. your thinking, you know. It's all in your thinking. And I, we, got, we, got, uh, we got a job to do, and I'm a part of that. So, um, I, you know, yes, I plan I'm coming back strong next month. Yes, ma'am. All right. Oh. I'm glad I called in tonight. It was, I mean, I missed a lot of um, – Thursday. Miss you. I miss you. It was, it, I, I miss you too, Emma Ruth, and everybody. I mean, it was a good conversation. It was real. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I learned a lot from them guys. Oh, man. Brother Gavin and Brother Andrew and and the other brothers and Brother Cedric, y'all, y'all had a good one tonight. It was beautiful. I loved every moment of it. Yes, ma'am. No problem. Uh, um, well, one thing I want to say, uh, Brother Gavin, when you do the ginger, uh, uh, Sister Ruth, she told me that you have to chase it with some some type of greens because the, the, the ginger takes out all the bacteria, good and bad. Right. So you right. need to replenish it with the greens. Yes, it's a uh, diuretic, so you'll be, mm-hmm. you'll be oh, urinating it all out. If you... Yeah, mm-hmm. so you got to Wait, wait like, a minute, Brother. Mind. You, you gotta... said that ginger was a diuretic? Yes, sir. Like it makes you, it it basically makes you go regular, is what I'm saying. Pretty much, 
So yeah. So you said I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I apologize. Let me just really quick. So, and okay, someone told me this is why I started eating ginger snaps. I love ginger snaps. Someone told me it's like you know, I ate ginger snaps and they really do help you to be regular. I was just like ginger snaps help you to be regular. I was like, I never heard that. But then once I I uh, started eating them, I didn't notice that they do. But I didn't know that was because it had the ginger in it. So that's yes, always sir. new. And I think I might make my own. I mean, the, you know, without all the soy and all that stuff. That's the best way to do it, like uh, Imaru was saying, Sister Imaru was saying, was uh, mix it with uh, something that's going to coat it so it doesn't – Okay. Because it's really strong. It's like beets. If you take beets – Constantly on a day-to-day basis, juice, you can thin okay. your blood out too much. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. What does beets taste like? Does anybody? I've never had beets, but um, what beets does it is... taste like? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you didn't sound sure about that. <laughs> you gotta know. Uh, describe that to you. Um. Yeah. I miss the bland guy. I, I take things bland. I don't even care about the taste of them. <laughs> hey, the beat tastes better blended up, though. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, uh, matter, 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 uh, uh, yeah. brother, Cedric, brother Cedric was talking about elderberry. I get elderberry wine. It's the uh, cultural culture elderberry wine. Oh, man, that stuff is good for you. It uh, is good. How do you feel about wine? Elderberry wine. Oh I man, it's hard to find, but it's kosher. Kosher. Ah. It's kosher. Oh, okay. Sounds mm. so good. You spell it, you spell it the traditional way. Huh? You spell it the traditional way. L E L D E R like that. Uh huh. Elderberry. E yeah. E L D E R berry. B E R Y. Yeah. Oh man, it's good. It's got a good taste in it. You know, it really does boost you up your blood and everything. It's really good. And like you said, elderberry, so, yeah, that's good. I have a question, um, and it's been lingering on me for the last couple of days because I, uh, I recently started uh, studying trust and all this other different stuff like I was supposed to, and I get it. Um, but I came across this notion. Um, has anybody ever written uh, – okay, you know how, like, when you uh, – if anybody's ever started a business, uh, when you're dealing with uh, – you, you've done the whole uh, – dealing with the IRS, but when you want to do business, you have to contact the uh, uh, Department of State. Has anybody ever dealt with them or wrote a letter to them before? Hello, is anybody there? No, uh, this is Brother Andrew. I have not dealt with them. No, uh, but I was reading some things about how you could establish your own business and stuff of that sort. I mean, well, I learned that. I learned that. Um, I learned that just last night. I was up to four o'clock last night studying this stuff, and that's what this fast does to you, man. It you'll be you'll you'll open one book, and next thing you know, you got like twenty three of them on your bed. And I'm saying that because that's kind of like what my bed looks like, like twenty three books. <laughs> so um, that's kind of like I've been on my laptop on my phone and in these books, and I was. Trying to figure out, is there a specific format that you write to the Department of State when you're, like, uh, filing or registering your business? Uh, does anybody have any, like, knowledge on that, per se? 
Shalom. Um, this is Brother Andrew. Uh, as I was saying, I was uh, I don't really know exactly how the tr- I don't really have a trust law or anything of that sort. But upon uh, I'm like opening a business, I'm, I was looking into that myself about a few days ago, and I came across some site that gives you like a certain kind of format. But the in the site it makes mention that there's not a specific format. In, okay. Um, in, in, in how you would address like your business plan towards um towards those those uh, uh um I guess those elites or those higher heads. You know, because um in Canada it's we gotta go through a different a different method. Um well the same method but just different titles, different names, right? But okay. Um, yeah they, the the but when I what I read it was that there's no specific one format. There's no specific okay. one format, yes. Well, if if that's the case, then I have I actually I I got a pretty good idea of how to go about doing it then because it's really no different than what I I did not too long ago, so it, it shouldn't be any different. And so then I guess I'll try that one. But I just thought that maybe there was a particular format that you had to have when you're writing to the Department of State. Then I um okay, I, all right. I I I think I get it now. Cause I didn't. Re- I thought it was a particular format, but I get you now. That's yes, yes, hundred percent. Yes, sir. I'm not saying that I'm hundred percent sure that that there's not any format, but I, what I'm saying is that I know I read in in the article um, okay. that there's no one particular format, and as long as you address um, the who, what, where, when, and why, how you go about doing so, um, how can you go about doing so, uh, whatever collateral you could be able to put up and show. Um, well, you know, whatever words you can use that are convincing to show that you have a backup plan or an escape plan just in case things don't go according to your plan, so forth and whatnot and things of that sort. Right. And I think, you, you know, um, they should be all right. Yes, indeed. Thank you, brother, for that. Uh, okay. Cedric. Yes, ma'am. I know you had sent me an email or a text message a while back about that article about death. You know, you was, uh, you know, what was the what was the uh, emphasis there? What was you? Oh, okay. The emphasis on that. I uh, ran across. Uh, there was talking about the ego. I was. And I'm glad. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Let me explain to you guys what I ran across because there's this uh, site that I have on my phone. I say I bookmarked it, and it, it's it's got like a Russian title to it, but it's a it's a it's an online dictionary, and you can type in any word, and it'll give you a definition to it. And I go to it all the time. So um, just so happened, I typed in. I think it was, I think it was what it was. Death, the definition of death, and I told Ema to look at twenty one. And this is what it reads. It, 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 it's crazy what I read. All right, it says, this is number 21. This is the definition of death. It says, WM, the final witness to the seeming reality of the body and the separation from our creator, who is life. If the body dies, then it must have lived, which means its maker, the ego, must be real and alive as well. 
also seen by the ego as the ultimate punishment for our sin of separation from God. Mm. <laughs> mm. Wow. Mm. And I said, you got to be kidding me, man. Mm. Like, when I ran across that, and I was just like, this is a definition. But I'll just be frank with you guys because this site is just like uh, what they call um, and I didn't realize this until uh, a couple of weeks ago, that this site is just kind of like Wikipedia. Anybody can write a definition in there, but the, 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 the downside to it is I can't write a definition there because I don't know how to. But you can put a definition in there. They actually encourage people that if they know the de- definition to the word, put the definition in there. So that's a very interesting – it's called Cecily Flesley – I can't pronounce that word. I hate this word. Susluk? It looks Russian. So I'll just say that. It looks Russian. But um, uh, for, for the – it might not be Russian. It might just be Turkish. Because the first uh, translation that they have on here is Russian. So it could be a Rus- uh, not a Russian, a uh, uh, Turkish site. So um, for the most part, uh, it, it might just be a Turkish uh, dictionary site, but it's a really good site. I mean, I go here most of the time, and uh, I just look up all kinds of different things and see what they're going to say, um, what kind of definition they're going to have behind it but. That's that's just something I thought was really, really interesting. I, and I sent it to Ema Yaruf like immediately. I was like, Ema, you got to check this out and see what they're saying. Because um, it, it, it is really, really interesting. As a matter of fact, I wanted to try to put something in the uh, university. Uh, Brother Azim, who's not here right now, he uh, sent me or he linked me on Facebook to this uh, show called um, Yo, what is the name of the show? It's an old, old show. Um, goodness, I can't remember. It's on like it starts with a W. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's like it's a Western show, and uh, oh my gosh, I hate this man. I hate remembering something, and then when I get ready to say. It, it just went away. That just really irks my nerves, but it is a very – it actually deals with the same subject, but it's a – it was this particular episode, the brother hit me on to it, and I was just like, brother, this is crazy because this is the exact stuff Priest teaches us in the nation, and they put it in this show, and – I think we all needed to see it because it's a lot of uh, – in just in that one episode, it it really helps you to understand what it is that we're doing in this nation when it comes to spiritually uh, reestablishing ourselves and uh, getting rid of our ego and how hard it is for us to do it. And you're going to see that in this, vid, in this uh, little short clip, but if I can find it, I can post it. Uh, or I can get someone to post it, because every time I try to post a video in the uh, university, it, it never works out for me. So I, I can always leave the link, but I don't know if anyone ever really, like, can get click on the what, link. But, um. Did you think that definition that you read kind of made sense? Did the definition make make sense? 
you know, when saying, it highlighted the, the death of, the, you know, the ego, it, you know, about the ego and death and I, separation. And you know what's the crazy thing about it? Paul, uh, the disciple of Christ, uh, he was speaking about, like, he spoke about that in so many words. He spoke about it. It wasn't verbatimly, but, uh, but it was the same concept when he would talk about the law of sin and the law. And, and you know, and it really does clear up the, the, this, uh, this misconception people have about the law being done away with because a lot of people are thinking he's talking about the law being done away with. But if you pay close attention to it, there is another law that's there that he's trying to address that a lot of people don't don't understand because they don't really understand why the law was put in the place anyway. And he tried to explain to them that the law was there to show us that or to expose sin, that, that sin does exist. Mm-hmm. That's what the law was to show you. But it was mm-hmm. not so much a sin. It was there to expose the ego for what it really was, how mm-hmm. you can live your life and try to keep that ego in check. And that's what we're learning here by mm-hmm. having this rebaptism or this renewing of the mind, if you will, and mm-hmm. spiritually cleansing and physically cleansing our bodies. And all this is going to tie into how we not only just treat each other, but how we treat others outside of ourselves and outside of this nation because most of our commerce, believe it or not, not it will not, it will, I wouldn't say it will be predominantly done outside of the nation, but we will have, we will come in contact with other different nationalities. And, you know, all our square dealing will be predicated on uh, how we think or how we think and our mentality and our spirituality, you know. So this is good. I mean, you know, we need this, uh, and we need this understanding. Um, as far as the definition, I think it was kind of like if you didn't, if you didn't really, if you don't, if you didn't get it how we got it, like right now, if you never really had it under or broken down the way that we had it broken down in the nation, I think a lot of people would hit and miss that. They would hit mm-hmm. and miss that concept. But it made sense to me from a mm-hmm. perspective of we die every day trying to get rid of that ego. Well, we're dying to our that. old self. Mm-hmm. Paul said you know, that he dies daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're dying to our old self and our new self is, you know, being, is the one that is actually being able to live, but is mm-hmm. living under this new law, which is actually the old law, because the old law was basically those old ways that we had. It was those <laughs> old ways that we used to live. And now we have this new law, which was the old law, and we can tell this ego, get on about your business, because, you know, you got no room here no more, so. I mean, it's just one way to think about it. Everybody has their own perspective, but I just think that when I saw the definition, it was um, it was enlightening, and I had to share it with somebody. And I shared it with Ema because I know yeah. Ema is like full of wisdom, and, <laughs> and I know that I she would. Well, I thought it was interesting. I did. Yeah, it was, it, it it was really interesting. Like it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it hit yes, on. Yes, ma'am. 
You know, I, I didn't look at, when I read that definition, I didn't look at it as a physical death, but as a, you know, like you said. Yeah. Ego. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That was the perspective I actually looked at it from. Because when I saw that, I was just like, I knew what they automatically were talking about because I related what we were talking about here in the nation to that definition. And I was just like, yeah, I'll share it. Um, yeah. But uh, well, if there's anything think, anybody has. Oh, I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. I see where they buried uh, 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 Bobby Chris uh, Brown. Yes, ma'am. I. Um, that, as a matter of fact, is so weird because I I made a mission to try to keep that in uh, my reporting. Mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that we kept that sister in our prayers and yeah. that we, um, you know, because she was fighting a losing battle at that point. Um, and I and I knew everybody knew once she got in the hospice. It, I mean, it was it was pretty much time, you know, but we wanted to at least keep our brothers and sisters aware that, you know, this was what this was happening to, you know, one of our people and um I didn't get a chance to report on it, you know, um, but it did get you know, it hit the news and she's in the ground now and you know next to her mother, isn't she? If I'm not mistaken, yes. Mm. It's just it's just amazing how they went through the same thing, you know. Yeah, and, and, and she's so I don't, I don't know, but I'm just a conspiracy buff that uh, I think that's, <laughs> that to me was another setup. You know, just by you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to cut you, uh, sister. Uh, and no, you're fine. Brother. You're fine. Go ahead. I, I just personally, you know, it's a lot behind that before we just close the chapter to say, oh, you know. It's mm-hmm. just a mystery how she died the same way yeah. as her yeah. as her mother, and it's to me, you know, there's a lot of signs and symbols in it. I won't go into it tonight, but anyway, mm-hmm. I just think that we need to look into it a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. But you know, a lot of people have been insinuating that uh, that uh, the guy Gordon that she was dating. Um, huh had a lot to uh, do behind her death. Like, they've been investigating for a while. You know, a uh, friend gave testimony that she felt kind of uneasy around him, um, that there were there were some things that a lot that the public really didn't know about that she was going through. I just think uh-huh. that at, at this point, we weren't there. We, we won't know at this point. Only thing that we do know is that this sister is, She's gone, presumably. I mean, because the way the the media put a spin on things, you just convinced that you you really don't know if people are dead or alive anymore. Right, cause, right, you right, know, so right. I'll say presumed dead, and uh, we just want to extend our, you know, condolences out to or keep her in our prayers and, um, and you know, just keep her in our thoughts, you know, because, you know, that is – uh, it's it's a really interesting thing when you have someone whose mother was a was an icon and mm-hmm. she, you know, passed and her daughter mm-hmm. like passed like yeah. right behind her. So it's just kind of like, yeah, that's weird, you know. But they're both gone, and it's a heartbreaking thing. I I love that sister, uh, Whitney Houston. 
So I think that lady was, um, she was, she was very spiritual, but I think the the industry got to her that she, you know, like she said, the one thing that she, if she could do anything over, she would learn what the big boys knew, and that was contracts. And, well, um, I, I'm glad you just brought that trigger word in. Can I interject again? I'm sorry to cut your brother. No problem, uh, brother. Whitney Houston basically owed Mr. Uh, Davis a lot of money because she basically signed a couple of years, I don't know if it was a six or seven year contract with him or even longer to produce a certain amount of money in revenue when it comes to, you know, finishing her record albums. Right. And that's when she was going through her problems and she was going back and forth to, you know, I think she was a, almost being an Israelite at one time. Thank you. Yeah, she, uh, was, she, she was a Hebrew. She was a Hebrew back in like... Right, right. Back in 2004, if I can, or 2003, 2004, if I can remember. Right. She had a show back then. So. Right, exactly. So she was going in and out of that. And, you know, she was going through different mixed, growing difficulties and issues between her and Bobby uh, and uh, just her family and, and I guess the industry, because she really wanted to pull away from the industry and start her own thing. Right. You know, away from the label, I should say. Start her own label and start her own invested to herself more. But she was tied into this contract, so she owed him a lot of money. So as you can see throughout her career towards the end of her life, you know, on earth, we uh, start to see other stars, younger stars, coming up in her line in her and shadowing her the limelight of who she was. Right. Replicating her style. And mm. The producer that was producing them is the same, uh, same guy, David. Mm. So, oh, that monster! What does that tell you? So, yeah. uh, you know, there's, so a, there's a couple of more, more valuable dead than alive. Is that what you're saying? I'm, Maybe it's a That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so, Whoa. you know what the deal is. <laughs> I know you know. Uh, if you would like to elaborate, or anyone else, but I, I got more to say. But I mean, if you would like to elaborate, I remember. No, I, I agree. I, 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 you know, I. When I look at situations like that, I kind of take what we learn here, and I kind of examine, just or kind of try to put it in perspective. And. If I'm not mistaken, well, I can. I I think the best thing anybody can do is to ensh- is to uh to protect any kind of loss. They would definitely get insured on their property. So I know that she would probably have been, or I'm I'm I got a feeling that she would have been more uh better off dead than she was alive and she would be worth much more if uh, she was dead if she was much more uh, than alive because they had insurance out on her. Just like they have the insurance thing. out on all the other properties. The same thing with Bobby Christie. She and was, Michael was Jackson. Dead and alive. And Michael Jackson is number one. <laughs> yeah. It was all a ritual killing. If you look at all of them. Mm-hmm. The numbers, the days that they died, the days that they fell out. How many days she was in the hospital? How many months she was, you know, under, um, uh, we call it, uh, what's that, uh, uh, when you've been put under a coma, deep, deep coma? Mm-hmm. And she was produced under, and, and, 
I'm sorry? An induced coma. An induced coma, right. So that's like me putting you to sleep, practically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More deeper to, into a, a, a dormant state. It could have been doing anything with chemically to her. For the right. You know, to reduce her oxygen to the brain. Because only God knows everything under the sun that grows from the sunlight that is nurtured by water and the sun and the, and the earth itself is in our body that we can replicate. You know, just like a plant. Okay? And be rejuvenated. You know? So they can't, no one can tell me that they have, you know, to, to revive her, it was the best way to put her was to put her under induced um, coma. And then for four months, she was yeah. stabilized with a brain could not rejuvenate itself. I know a person who, who's a formulator who worked at John Hopkins who's doing this with people. Okay? So, you know, it's, just, it's a crime, man. It's a crime that we just lose our lives and our loved ones around us, you know, through, through prescribed chemists. That's what I call them, you know, prescribed chemists that are treating symptoms. They're not reversing. They're not curing, you know. They're not like like uh, the queen said earlier about healing the cell. If you don't know how to heal the cell, then all you're going to do is treat the symptoms. And most people are going to die, you know, a shorter life than they could have. You know, they could have lived longer instead of living longer. Because we're not spiritually looking where even God in the Bible talks about it. You know, herbs is the healing of the nation. I don't understand how we run away from nature when it's all around us. Yes. And it kills me. I'm really sad, you know, that these people are losing their lives, especially in the timeline. Yeah. Over some contracts. You know what I mean? Over money. It's sick. We can uh, hear somebody making a lot so of noise. Mr. Crystal, I'm answering the call. I'm sorry okay. about that. This is better. Um, this is better, Andrew. You know, as Brother Gavin was talking the whole time, as Brother Gavin was talking, and everybody's making mention about um, with Benny Yusuf's daughter. Uh, all I'm hearing is the very last thing he says. You know, it's very shame that these people. Lies are dying just because they don't want to read the book or what it means to the Bible and because of that word contract. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. It is. You know, but if you go look in the scriptures, it says wisdom is greater than gold and silver. You know. That's right. That's true. Brother Andrew, I look forward to meeting your mother. That'll be an honor. I'm just trying to. My mother, um, my mother, she she's so busy. I don't know where she gets her strength and her energy from, but she's so busy. So yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just waiting on her to get the nation, um, to get in the nation when when it starts once again. 
But for me to even get the hold of her sometimes, oh my goodness, I tell you, I swear, I gotta make an appointment with my mother. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be leaving and uh, taking chill out for a minute. I loved everybody. I enjoyed it tonight. I really did. And thank everybody. And uh, I'm, you know, I appreciate all the prayers and things. And everybody, hang in there, and I'll see you next week. Yes, ma'am. And it's good hearing from you. And I'll take care. And I'm yes. glad you're feeling better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do. And 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 it's gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. We got we got some things we got to do, and I see it manifesting. And by this time next year, we're gonna be rolling. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Sir. So, love everybody, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you, Nima. Shalom. Yeah, uh, um, speaking, we were just speaking about the uh, whole uh, contract thingy, and I think a couple of years ago when I first got in the nation, I mentioned something called the poppers, or was it, no, not a poppers, not a poppers thing, it's called the uh, peasant, peasant, uh, peasant, peasant clause or something like that, has anybody ever heard of that? I heard of it, but I don't. I don't remember the definition. Uh, it's a it's an insurance policy that they take out. Uh, there was this uh, documentary, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Bowling for Columbine or something like that. And I think okay. they mentioned it in that or Our USA, and they were talking about when corporations take out a uh, they take out an insurance policy, or they get the employee to take out an insurance policy. What ends up happening is when the when the uh, employee dies, guess who gets the money? Huh. The company gets the money. The employer. Right, right. Hey, have I seen that in the um, documentary that I think Michael Moore or somebody had something? Yeah, like that. that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. So just think about it like this, you guys, because we we must not get all con. Uh, uh, caught up in the understanding that this this type of contract then just deals with you know just like regular co- uh, corporation like Walmart. This stuff goes on at all kind at all these other different um, I guess you could say uh, commercial affairs like the entertainment industry and so on and so forth. I know it's big in the commercial in in, in, uh, in the entertainment industry. Sure. I got it's got to be yes sir. Oh yeah, these guys have uh, 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 most of the ball players, you know, football and baseball. Is, is that's the way they sign these contracts when they do a seven-year or eight-year contract deal? If they don't fulfill, if they don't fulfill the contract. They're gonna be either traded, eliminated, benched, or they're gonna, you know, they're gonna take away certain. Um, you know, certain endor- endor- endorsements. Like a, 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 the, 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 we call it, you know, sneakers, to, you know, commercials for uh, Pepsi Cola or any type of you know, movie contract or any other endorsements that they may earn throughout that seven year contract deal. Mm hmm. But we always hear it in a, in a, in a, in a in TV and some sort of 
know, it's like they try to defame and destroy the names of these people. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what we hear about it. Well, oh, this one is on drugs. Oh, he's he's got a truck addiction now. When he been had. Well, Will and Jada must be not doing something right because there's all kinds of rumors going on in the news about them now. They're supposed to be divorcing. <laughs> and they're coming out and speaking out again. That's the first time I've ever seen them really come out and speak about any kind of claims right. against them. But when it came to them, people saying that they were getting a divorce, like, he, he had to come out. He, he was speaking about how, you know, it's not fair that they are, you know, making up all these other different, you know, making up all these different types of stories about us, you know, and it's almost kind of like being talked about to your face, you know, but it, I mean, basically that's what, you know, uh, I guess they say being a celebrity is or being famous is, is to be badly talked about. That's actually the etymology of the word famous. Famous actually means to be uh, scrutinized or to be uh, badly talked about. So all these people who want to be famous, you got to understand that being, you know, fame comes with being badly talked about. Well, that's the same thing with uh, Bill Cosby, you know, what he's going through right now. Right. Before, I know they probably had all of these drug parties where they always, they're always a part of it, sniffing coke, asking different uh, you know, different, uh, what is it? Not cyanide, but some other product that, 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 uh, social drug that they were using. I forgot what it was that they used to put. Was it cyanide that he put in the, uh, people? No, he was like saying he, uh, put, um, he put, uh, it starts with an S. Um, uh, it's an old drug too from the, oh my gosh, the, what is the name yeah, of the show, yeah. man? I forgot it. Uh, but anyway, whatever the drug is, you know, they were all using it socially. It's not like... A sedative. That's what it was. It was an oh, sedative. Okay. okay. But my whole point is that, you know, it becomes a problem. They want to market it. In a, they want to, you know, put it in the news and blasters when they want to take him out. They want to... That he's more outspoken than he was before. Just like Michael Jackson when he... When he was at the end of his career, and he yeah. was going to do the last tour, you know, he actually talked to a, uh, it, was, it was said that he talked to a, I don't know if it was a Jordanian prince from Jordan that he right. was being friendly with, that he was asking him to expose a lot of what's going on in the Western world, you know, and if he would finance his tour and help him out, that he would be a part of the, you know, his spokesmanship. Well, and you know, it's it's funny you brought that up, brother. It's so funny you brought that up about this brother because I actually did a um, we did a news recording uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I did report that there was a video floating around now. It's out now. This uh, guy he's, he was an FBI agent, and he admitted that the FBI killed Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> He said that what ended up happening, and he said, and it's, it's, it's all a part of this MK Ultra thing they got going uh-huh. on or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, he released, he told, he said that they have this program set up that would incriminalize African American people. Mm. So he said that 
uh, and all the entertainers, they were all, they're all a part of it. And he said that he got sick to his stomach having to deal with it every day, you know, and he said that he wow. urged all of the people, all his colleagues to come out and speak out against this because he was saying that it's ungodly. And he said, I'm going to give out my name, my whole name, so that if something should happen to me, you guys will know why. And he said, if you do not come out, and he said, and those who know about this, if you do not come out and tell the truth about this, you know, about the situation, I will release this, or I will release the recording of Michael Jackson's last conversation that he had before he died. And sure enough, he did. And in the conversation, this brother, he, you can tell, like, it, the guy, like, Michael Jackson already has a very peculiar voice, but he just sound like dreadful. He sounded scared. Like, he literally sounded scared. He was on the phone, and he was saying that these people were after him. Right. He said, he, he said they could do anything to me. They can, this was before he died. Now this is the recording. That's what thing. I, I, I heard that. I, I heard they about. Say, he said that they, they could do anything to me. They can they can shoot me. They can stab me. They can uh, they can uh, make up rumors about me and say that I overdosed on drugs. And hmm. what was the what was the outcome? Michael Jackson died at the hands of the African man. He overdosed on uh, 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 what's the thing? No, nicotine or something. I can't remember what it was. I don't even. I don't remember the drug. Some sour tea or something. Said he overdosed, but he said that these people were not of the government. He said these people are bigger than. He said he said they are bigger than them. He said. But they want to get rid of me. They don't want me here anymore. And the man said, well, who, Michael? He said, Michael, who who are you talking about? Because, like, I guess the guy must have never heard of Michael Jackson. And as a matter of fact, this might have been the guy, the Jordanian Prince guy that you were talking about. Okay. Because okay. the guy who sound, that he was talking to, um, the name sounds, uh, it sounds Eastern or whatever. So, um. That uh, that's the uh, the the article was going circling around. The video's been circling around on Facebook. I haven't seen it lately, but you can you guys can probably find it on YouTube now. But they they admitted that the FBI killed Michael Jackson, and I know why. I figure at this particular point, Michael Jackson had went on a witch hunt to expose all these record labels like Virgin Records, Tommy Mottola. Uh, right. Columbia Records, no, uh, Columbia Records is owned by Tommy Mottola, and right. they're really racist. I didn't realize they were racist, um, and I spoke about this like several months ago about how I found the song called "Nigger Eat a Watermelon." Brothers, uh, Andrew might have heard uh, or seen it on Facebook. They were talking about how the song is racist called "Nigger Eat a Watermelon." Uh, something, something, something. Nigger eat a watermelon. Because they said it's nigger's ice cream. And the company that uh, that actually made the record was called Columbia Telegraph Company. And eventually they later became Columbia Records. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that. So, yeah. So you didn't remember that, Brother Andrew? 
No, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, well, it's on. You can go on YouTube and you can see that you can hear this this track. It's called "Nigger Eat a Watermelon." Hey, and it's produced by Columbia. Well, what was Columbia Telegraph Company, which later on it became Columbia Records, which is the same company that Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey was dealing with. And Michael Jackson spoke about Tommy Matola and said that he was of said that this man was of the devil. And he said that the way that he treated Mariah Carey was awful. Like he was talking about how Mariah Carey used to come to him crying all the time. And I was just like, Dang, like this is insane. Hey, brother, is, is that the same song? Okay. Excuse me, uh, this is Brother Andrew. I wanted to also comment on the, uh, the, 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 the Facebook, the Facebook share that you said after uh, Zemet shared to you with uh, the old Western movie called Gunsmoke. Yes, it's Gunsmoke. Gosh, I can't remember that. It's Gunsmoke. Yeah. You guys go on the internet and look that episode up. Brother Andrew, whenever you get a chance, you can tell him about it. It's gonna smoke, brother Trey Vaughn. That was you was just asking a question, brother. Oh no, that was um Montavious. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, wondering was that the same song? Was I think I heard a song like that, and that was the song that they would play on all the ice cream trucks. Also, nigga, eat yeah. watermelon. Yeah, the same nigga, eat a watermelon. Yeah. Oh, and okay. that song, and it's crazy because a lot of people don't see, and this is was really, it's, it's really messy that we don't know our own, we don't know history, or we don't really research these things because we go gung ho for all of these different, you know, uh, I guess you could say different pop cultures, and then we don't see the intent behind it. We missed, we missed it with all these smoke screens that they put up, but. That's just based on, that's just partly due to our consumerism. You know, we just want to have everything that we see. And, 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 and that plays into how the people market to us. You know, they figure we're not going to read or we're not going to look at anything. We're just going to take, we're going to accept it and buy it. And they, and they go for it. So, um, but as far as Michael Jackson, brother, you know, the feds admitted to killing this brother, and I think, and I and I feel in my heart that you know even his sister Latoya made the statement years. Well, right after he died, she said that her brother told her that they were going to come after him. She was just like, "Who?" And so when he finally croaked, hmm. the mother called her and said, "He's dead." And she said, "I didn't ask how." She said, "Who did it?" Hmm. Because she she was just like, "I know." that he was murdered. Somebody took him out, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think Michael Jackson had had it up to here yeah. with those folks when they when they set out to frame this man, to uh, calling him a child molester. Right, but you right, know why right. I think they did that? And, they, and, I, and I really think it started right after they gave Michael Jackson all them endorsements back in the 80s. And, but they did it. They did it to promote. They they needed a way to get into Africa. They needed a way to get in those people, gain those people trust. And who would be more? Who would be so influential enough to get them into that country? 
Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, uh-huh. they could use him. He was he he can identify with black people. He was a pop culture icon. The man, right. I mean, the people pretty much worshipped him. And they would, you know, they do anything. They figured they could use this man to get in that country and, and they can set up all kinds of deals and get these people to accept all kinds of stuff just by letting Michael Jackson come in. And when, they, and when Michael Jackson caught it too late, he had done tried to buck. And he saw what else, all the other different stuff he was doing. And I said this one time before, I said they used what Michael Jackson had loved the most, his childhood. So what did right. they do? They framed this man for child molestation. Because I know in good conscience this man probably wouldn't have touched no damn child. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, come on, right. man. And it was just right. so sporadic how all of a sudden all these people come out the woodwork. Oh, he raped me. He touched me. And they coercing the kids. You could tell the kids were being coerced. But then later on down the line, after the man died, those family came back and said, no, he didn't do it. Y'all that's know like he Bill didn't Cosby. do it. That's it's like the same. You, you know, that's a really unfortunate situation for that brother because I think if he had came out and spoke up, regardless of what the people who hold in his contract would have said, I think maybe people would have been a little bit more lenient. But, you know, it's the standard of law. If you don't speak out, you I mean it's pretty much an omission. You don't say anything. I mean you're pretty much guilty because hmm. omission is a guilty. It's a guilt plea. So he set his own self up. If he was, if he was innocent, he blew his chance because the chance he had to come out and speak, he didn't set the precedent. The accusers did. I'm not, I'm I'm personally not saying that he's innocent. A hundred percent. But I would think I just think that the the underground lifestyle that that takes place, you know, yeah. behind these uh, this industry, you know, the entertainment business, they right. just expose his side of what he used to do right. socially, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, and man, it's just unfortunate for him, you know. So. And I, like I said, I don't know if he's innocent or not, but I would think that the lifestyle that they carry in that industry was just basically, you know, made him, they just try to, uh, they use um, assassination of his character, mm-hmm. you know, because really? you mean to tell me nobody else in his circle knew about this? That and that's just all the these thing, years, that's just the but you know that's just the thing, brother. You know everybody in sudden, Hollywood knows. They know. And all of a sudden now, you know, you're gonna tell me twenty, thirty years later, what he was doing <laughs> to you, and it's, it's on your head that that long. You know, come on. Yeah, that is questionable. It's ridiculous. But you know, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm just saying that. Right, right, right. You know, when they want to. Destroy you, they will. Like if you're if if oh, I'm yeah. in the circle and I'm 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 with the you know group of people who we had a a pack together and, and I say you know don't tell nobody what we did but then I go out you know and I destroyed your name or I talk, start talking about you specifically then they're gonna try to retaliate the same thing on me you, try to get back at me and use me put me smear my name in the news. And that's what they did with that guy. Right. You know, 
it's so crazy though. I just saw uh, something like this not too long ago, but it wasn't necessarily um, where they uh, where a celebrity you know got exploited. It was more so behind the scenes. There was this guy. I don't know if anybody's familiar with him, and I wish Brother Bernard was on here because maybe he can attest to it because he spoke about this uh, briefly a couple of years ago. He was talking about how uh, he was speaking on a. Uh, uh, I guess they were having these uh, ritual, these uh, homosexual rituals and stuff like that. And there was this guy, Daryl, 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 Daryl B or D, 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 Boyd or D something like that. I can't remember his name. D Bryan or something like that. Uh, Daryl Bryan, that's his name. And he used to work for MTV. And maybe some people probably have, know what I'm talking about, but for those who don't, he talked about how he used to work for he he used to work for MTV, and he interned there for the first year or so. And when eventually happened, ended up happening, he asked the people because he noticed that it was kind of like clockwork that they would get around this TV and they would watch BET every single day. They would do the same thing. Every single day, he'd sit around and watch BET. And he asked him, he, t- he said, he picked up the nerd to ask him, say, why do you guys, and he said, all these people are white now. They're sitting around the TV watching. He said, that it'd be a room of 24 or 23 people. And he said, why are you guys sitting around the TV watching BET all day? He said, because we're trying to understand uh, how black people think and what they do. Or something of that nature. I was just looking at it. I was just looking at it for the last... Two three days. <laughs> That's funny you that you're talking that. about that. Yeah, you I was, saw that? I was just I was just looking at it on my own. Wow, that's funny that you're talking about the same thing. And it's crazy because when I saw that, I was just like he he gave a whole rundown on how BET used to run back in the days. Like he talked about if they didn't want a song on there, he was the reason right. why they didn't have a song on there. They played a song like majority of the like I know and I'm not gonna lie, BET. When they did, like, when you did see a lot of, like, Rap City, all of their music was pretty much up north. You had the right. Just Said. You had Biggie. You had Charlie Baltimore. You had, uh, you you know, all the other. Eve. Uh, yeah, Eve. Eve. You had, and he talked about her, too. He was exactly. pretty much like, he made her image and right. all of these different things. But then he turned around and he exposed Stephen Hill. Yeah, I was about to tell you. The owner of BET. <laughs> He said a lot of different things about that guy. Did you and did you see did you see the other uh documentary on him, Stephen Hill? Yeah, I saw the other documentary. <laughs> yeah, oh I my god. It. That's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, it is. With with Nas and all of them and then Yeah, and, and uh what is his name? Divine Stevens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. But you know the funny thing about that brother is the guy who leaked the the video uh, there's a, a disclaimer at like when you click on the little arrow down button when it where the introduction is, it'll tell you ah. that that guy went missing the next the the day after or a couple of oh, days yeah? after that it was released. Yeah, they uh-uh. couldn't find him. Crazy. So he's he already the bodyguard or something. Yeah, he said he was a bodyguard, and um, he was just like hmm. he tried to do his own. You know, he tried to do his job and keep to himself, but yeah, he right. was saying that he saw it so much, it needed to be, to you know, it needed to be exposed. 
you know, on what was going on. They were talking about releasing the video that he had. They were talking about releasing it at the uh, BET Awards or the Source Awards right. at that right, particular right. time. But around that time, they, when they tried to confirm the video, that guy never, he wasn't nowhere to be found. So, you know, I guess that the word must have got back to whoever, and they must have sent out they, you know, they cohorts and got a hold to them. Hopefully, God forbid, they didn't. But, you know, I mean, look, at some point in time, I know why it would be the need to stop and then anybody in their tracks uh, to ex- uh, you know exploiting the the black side of the entertainment because then that would lead and spill over into the white side of entertainment. Then you get to really see the things that are that are being done, you know, behind closed doors. Then it'll get into the contracting because again, it's all about contracting. And I would hate to see what those contracts say, but I'm curious as hell because I really want to know. How is it that what kind of hold is it that they have on these people? Like it's amazing. Like it, it really is amazing. And I think like you know the information that we're learning here, it mm-hmm. you can it, it 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 really does help you to see uh the world in a whole new set of eyes, man. I'm, man, it's, I thank God every day, man, because I'm telling you, like, seeing the world through these pair of eyes now is, it's, it's a, I always use this word bittersweet because it makes me happy to know the truth, but it's very heartbreaking to see what, you know, what comes along with it because, you know, we get caught up in the, we get caught up in it, and we know we want to protect our people sometimes. But you know, every man is his own person. You know, and he got his own conscience, and he has his own, you know, free will. But if we can, we can save a brother by learning this information and telling him, saying, "No, don't do it this way. We'll show you the proper way of teaching you how to properly contract." Then so be it. But when you out there and you shook your hand with the devil, hmm. I mean, you kind of, you kind of, you know, laid that roll of well, broken glass on yourself. That's why I'm so. surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you. That's why I'm so surprised that Whitney Houston lost her life when they, when she was trying to get into the Hebrew Israelites. And I don't understand how they didn't, you know, reform her way of thoughts. You know. The, the, Taking action. Uh, I'm just. I mean, uh, we don't know, brother. You talking about you're you're asking. You don't understand why that particular group of people didn't have as much of an influence on her. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That yeah. I, I mean, ref- well, I thought she was going to reform herself. You know, with the drug, her addiction. You know, I don't know if she was heavily into drugs as the way they portrayed, but. She didn't well, I mean, I mean, well, think about it, brother. Did she get the, I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, most people aren't as disciplined, you know? So maybe she wasn't as disciplined as most of the people who are in that particular faith was, and maybe she yeah. was still caught between, she, I mean, in all honesty, the lady was caught in a spiritual warfare, as most yep. of us always yeah. do. 
Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. You know, definitely. you know, I think that she really, really, she really wanted to get away, but mm-hmm. her life. I mean, it's the same thing with us being under the, the United States jurisdiction. We're fed so much propaganda that we feel like that we can't get out, and we become so codependent spiritually on well, these people. Despite and, me, like I said, I I quit. I up and quit. Yeah. And but I'm still obligated to. I have to. We all have to earn money. We can't sit yeah. around. That's right. We can't. Yes, sir. And and a lot of we say, oh, I'm not going to pay my bills anymore, and. and <laughs> right. No way. You can't just automatically do that and then, you know, not pay the repercussions of you signing those contracts, <laughs> like you said. You ain't lying. So right. Yeah. That's what I really. I'm so. I'm, you know, I'm hope. I I know I'm blessed by being introduced to the nation to learn more. You know, on a yes, constant sir. level of contracts to be. You know. Root, so, so we could root ourselves out of, you know, re-root, I should see re-root ourselves out of the system that we implanted ourselves as, you know, calling ourselves so-called African-Americans or whatever else nation that we want to call ourselves mm-hmm. to what we rightfully are. Yes, and sir. So, man, it's just, uh, I mean, sometimes when you learn it, you, you just want to run out and start all the stars and the, and the people in the industry that have the the tools, which is finance, to make these moves. To, you know, to gain the resources so we can build the nation that we all are from, and, and identify who we who we who we really are. And yes, sir. Um. It's a it's a it's a tool that's needed, necessary to to gain these lands, to gain these you know, properties, so we could start to um, reinvest into ourselves. Just like mm. just like the so-called uh, the the nation of people who were living in Oklahoma, uh, the time that they bombed that city, you know. You're talking about the 20, Oklahoma, the uh, Black Wall Street. Yeah, the Black Wall Street. So. You know, that whole community was, their money was turning over like 10 times before it left. You know, they they reemployed each other, and they they, they even employed white folks that came over mm-hmm. from World War One at the time. That's why the tension was so high. Right. But my whole point is, why can't we not do that in today's world? I keep telling people, what happened to the, the so-called Negro, African-American Negro League, the baseball league? Not enough people even know who it is, uh, know that it even exists, much less know who Jackie Robinson is. I think, no. well, I think predominantly, well, in my humble opinion, I really think much, mo- much of that has to do with um, with having ideas being uh, infiltrated. Because we may do is. something that you may have someone who feels like, oh, well, we can copy that, but we can reinvent it and we can make it better. And so once That's they produce happens. it and people see that it's more convenient, then we don't need this old way. We'll do it the new way because it's more That's convenient. Thing. Then we become That's more uh, codependent, codependent on other people's convenient ideas as opposed to what really yeah. did work for us. 
because it won't work for us economically because once we had our own Negro lead, it wasn't no need for us to worry about getting paid from other different nations to go and swing a, b- a bat at a ball because we think had about our own. It. Yeah. Think about and I'm glad you said that because I was trying to make a friend of mine think like that, like to think on that level that it was infiltrated because think about it. When uh, Jackie Robinson was, uh, you know, being scouted into the National Baseball League, mm-hmm. what what years was that? Just think about it. I mean, wasn't that during the Jim Crow era? Thank you. <laughs> And okay. what and what and what did Jim Crow do? Or what was well, I know it was a regulation of. Well, I know it was a regulation of African Americans. Um, um, Everybody. Say that one more time, brother. It was it was trying to introduce the separate but equal rights, right? Yeah, yeah. So integration, in a sense, or assimilating. Right. Was the. De- was basically the the demise of a lot of African American communities that was thriving off of their own natural their own resources in their, in their community mm-hmm. and business, and that's the same thing that happened to the, the the Negro League. Right, you start to come into the league and start recruiting the best of the best players to bring them into the National League. Then a lot of people are not going to watch want to watch the Negro League anymore, come out to see the games because you're taking right. off the players. So the competition is not there. Plus, you're paying these guys twice as much you can pay uh, the African-Americans who are playing in that league, in the African-American League. But you know so, what would be so, it, but you know what would be so interesting, though, is that's, if, the, best way to, that's the best way to redistribute wealth <laughs> from another community. We were just community. talking about something like that. But here's something I was thinking, which you were just talking about. Like, say, for instance, those brothers who are in um, those brothers who are in those contracts, they just so happen to run into people like us uh, uh, in this nation that can show them how to operate outside of that contract and still do the things that they would like to have done um, by formulating an all-black league, um, a national football league, and uh, or uh, all you know, uh, Latino league or all so-called Native American league, or uh, uh, I guess you can say uh, Israelite league, if you will, because eventually we right. can we we can and will do that. Um, right. I think uh, that, but we can, but we have to teach them in such a way where they understand how to properly use those entities that so that they can uh, be able to run those leagues um, in a way where it doesn't give the people who own them in their contracts any jurisdiction over those leagues. Mm, right. And I think that's, you know, they because we have to remember that those people are kind of like, it's almost kind of like they're landlocked in those contracts, if you will. And I did say landlocked because they're nothing but property anyway. You know, they're landlocked in those property in those contracts, and they have to, you know, un, you know, they have to live inside those contracts, especially if they want to live their lifestyle. So, um, well, it's, the thing is, it, 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 
in a nutshell of what you're saying, I see it like this. In America, we have House of Representatives, and we have congressmen, and we have senators, and then we have heads of state, like the president, right? But when you go into the the West Indies or the old British parliament or the British nation, they have ministers, ministers of finance, ministers of education, the ministers of economics, right? Yeah. Why do you say ministers of that entity? Because those are the people who are, those, those are trustees. Those people are, um, they're pretty much, uh, I guess you're saying, managing that or, or making sure that that entity is regulated properly. Properly, sorry. Right. Well, that's true. But the word minister itself means what? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, and that's what we need as a, if you're going to be a nation, you need a central government. Then you need people who are going to minister the law from that government. Right. (laughs) And educate the law from that, and you know, that, that government. If you're going to be a part of that body and that government. And that's what the, the, the native, the so-called native Americans, that's what they try to do today in their nation when they mm-hmm. are on their reservations. They have the, the, the tribal leader, or, and then they have the spiritual leader of the tribe. You know, We don't have that as an African so-called American. Right. Our representatives are the, those who are whatever state we belong to or whatever state we live in. <laughs> you know, that's why they call them the House of Representatives, right? They come out and represent us, but they're they're not representing us. You know, actually, what they're what, what they're called in England, they're called the Committee of Lunacy, or the Lunacy Committee. Oh, now, okay. let me explain something to you guys. I found this out in banking. There's this uh there's this um dictionary I found um at uh international archives uh, org. It's where uh-huh. Emo we Emo and Brother Andrew we talk about this all the time. You guys should go on that site and read these books. Like it's so many different books on there. Well I just so happened to run across this banking dictionary and I ran across the word uh lunacy committee. And the uh-huh. lunacy committee is set up uh Kind of like Congress, if you will, the House of Senators and Representatives for the public because they are to be understood as not um, uh, being, they're not able to functionally handle their own commercial affairs. And what do they have in the United States? They have the Congress. And the Congress men are the electors of government, what do they do? They represent the people because why? Because right. the people who are supposed to be the people, they don't have electoral power. They don't have voting power. They have now what they're calling voting is actually pledging. What they call um suffrage, that's actual voting. But voting means to pledge. So they're pledging themselves when they go to hmm. those uh, electric uh those electric polls. And right. vote, they're pledging themselves. 
but they have it set up in such a way where they're asking you what you think to make you think right. you're voting, but you're not really voting. Because it's a populist and, vote. Right, it's a populist vote. And um, or, or the poor people vote, if you ask me. But that's what a lunacy committee is. Now, huh. let me just make this disclaimer, because when I looked up lunacy committee in the, uh, in the United States, it's totally different from the lunacy huh. committee in Britain. Because they'll have you thinking a lunacy committee is somebody who uh, deals with, um, let me make sure I look, say this the right way, because I have the dictionary. I actually uh, re- recorded it. Lunacy committee. Hey, um, oh, on the record, let me. Um, brother Montavious, I, I, I was uh, signing off. Got to get rid of Oh, no problem, brother. All right. I enjoyed y'all, um, the brothers and sisters, Elon. I enjoyed your conversation, and I'll be looking forward to uh, conversation with y'all again on uh, the call. And uh, I really appreciate y'all, and uh, shalom. Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. Uh, um, um, let me uh, just bring this up with, while I'm looking for this lunacy committee thing. Um, I was just asked by Ema um, not too long ago, to look in, uh, to speak on this, uh, the lion, Cecil. Y'all have been hearing about that, right? No. Oh, well, okay. I was really um, familiar uh, with the background of the story, but from what I'm understood, uh, a man shot a lion. Now, if anybody, oh, okay. yeah, he. Uh, I can't remember, see, and that's the thing I hate about speaking on this particular stuff because I don't, I really hadn't followed the story, but I, I am bringing it up. So if anybody does know about it, they can speak on it. Okay, I don't know but, too um, much, but I, I, I've seen the, 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 um, you know, the, the news about it online. Like, I didn't really look into it and see, you know, in depth about the whole story. Okay, because I didn't as well, and, and it kind of threw me off the night uh, uh, trying to uh, talk about it. But I do know that um, Cecil the Lion did get, uh, they shot him. I'm actually going to, uh, when I get a chance, I'm going to look into it because okay. I had meant to look into it uh, when I first found out about it, but I didn't get the, I didn't get around to doing that. But it was um, it wasn't as uh, it wasn't as um, the time the time didn't actually uh, permit me to do so. But I know that Ema made mention that it was symbolic of something, where these people, the white people, are killing like the white people killed the lion, hmm. and. They didn't get reprimanded, and the white well, the white man had killed the lion, but he didn't get reprimanded for it. Mm. What does that tell you about our? It's symbolic of our situation here in America, where they're killing African American men who are said to who not who is said, but who is in fact of the tribe of Judah, that lion, and they're killing and they're getting away with it. <laughs> they're not being reprimanded for it. All right. It says a lot. Hmm. 
I see what you mean. Well, I see, you know, basically, um, you know, the police force, as far as I know, that was when it was created in America was for the runaway slaves anyway, you know, to to police and to protect the the property of the slave uh, owners, you know, and those who had estates. So uh, to reinforce clubbing us in the head in our communities, you know, and anyone else that's not who lives of the state, who's ward of the state. Right. You know, what else do you think they're going to have a picture of you? That's why they call you a perpetrator or a Salem or a suspect, you know. Have these words, these objective words, so they could take you down and, and, and shoot you at will if they have to. Right. Objectively, you know what I mean? Not as you as a person. Well, yeah, as a per P U R, as a person, property, but not as a individual. You know, who has the God-given right to to exist as much as they do. You know. Right. So that's why I don't. You know. I really, you know, even being in the military, even going in and coming out, I never really wanted to hold any arms, like any gun. Mm-hmm. I never had the desire to, to buy one, you know, to own one. You know? Cause I grew up in the worst ghettos that there was, you know what I mean? In New York City, I, I, my block was really, really hardcore. You know what I mean? And <laughs> probably my, my parents left and moved out of there, moved to the suburbs, you know, but, I mean, I mean, everywhere you you know, there's a, there's danger zones in a lot of communities, even even in once once upon a time good communities, they're starting mm-hmm. to get more you know infiltrated by negative elements. But it's not going to allow me to want to walk around with a gun, you know, because even the I don't know about how how it is where you grew up, but even the hardcore people that where I grew up, you know, had a certain respect, you know. True. For the community, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like a code of almost like a code of honor, you know what I mean? Oh, I know. Because it so, was the same way where I live. But you see what I mean? You know, but you know, the city where I live at is it's not it's not really that big. It's it's metropolitan but it's not that big. It's beautiful, but it's not that big. But where I live, I grew up I grew up in the ghettos as well, and I can tell you, it were they were not the safest, but it was, um, you know, where I grew up. But I can tell you, you know, we we when we lived around each other, you know, we there were block parties, there were you know stuff like that, and most of the time we got along. But you know, but this is a new generation now. It's Kind of different. Huh. All right. Mm-hmm. There's even order in negative behavior that was going mm-hmm. on in the community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm trying to say, hey, but now, like the Crips and the Bloods, they're just taking off, even on the East Coast now, they're all over here. Mm-hmm. You know? And people are just doing it for the fun of it. They don't even know the origination of what why the Crips and the Bloods was first started. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like the Lords and the disciples in Chicago, they, they were cleaning up the community, you know, they were trying to give back to the community. They were trying to protect the young folks, you know, the, the kids in the community, you know, feed them, that sort of thing. But now it's more like kill them, shoot them up, bang, bang. But my only reason why I brought that up is that a police, why does the police need to have guns? instead of nightsticks. Because I've been to a country as small as Okinawa, Japan, where the, they had so much order. That it, it was, you know, I was there for a whole year, and I saw that they didn't have to have guns, or I didn't really see any of them with tasers, at, at, you know, per se. And they had so much order in the country, you know. And I just think it's the, it's the mindset of the people. You know, why mm-hmm. do you have to have... Because... We have it here as they say it's because of the Constitution said we have the right to bear arms that everyone wants to buy a handgun now or some type of semi automatic. I don't think you need semi automatic in the middle of a city. <laughs> you know, walking around with a Uzi or or some Mac eleven, you know, or some high powered shooting gun to protect yourself or your family. Now how do they get that rampant to the point where no one can trust anyone, but you need a gun now in order to to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Be- Shalom, brothers. Shalom, brothers. This is yes, uh, Trevon. Um, I'm going to have to sign off, but I appreciated everything that you guys said, and um, I'll see you next week. No problem, bro. Fellowship 9. All right, okay. all right. Shalom. I'm gonna ask you leaving the line also. It's been a blessing and hearing from you brothers once again. You know the spirit bear witness with the spirit, you know, and you brothers uh passed on a lot of good information, a lot of heightened and edifying information also, and I appreciate that, you know. Shalom yes, Shalom. Shalom brother. Shalom brother Andrew. Shalom brother. Shalom brother. Yeah, brother. So, uh, I mean, in general, I just think that if you put fear into somebody, mm-hmm. you know, then that's how you create a way you can control them. You know, it's, it's funny. I was just watching, um, was it uh, Slavery by Consent? I was in theater one of the day, and I wasn't doing anything, so I just decided to watch me a video. And they were talking about that in a sense. They were speaking on, um, well, not so much as keeping fear in people, but basically keeping order. And the one way to keep order, well, that's one way to keep order, but Mm -hmm. make sure you have law in place. And the one thing I do know is that even after the Constitution was uh, reassessed, they, you know, they still didn't get out of control. Right. Because they had ways of keeping people in order. Right. Also, a lot of times they use the Bible, too. Mm-hmm. Them, they try to look at the Bible as them being the ones that the Bible is talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, the the protectors, the owners, and the overseers, and the, you know, and, the, and and men of God, and the slaves as being, you know, persons and the 
the indentured servants and the ones who are filled with sin. Mm-hmm. And they need to be saved. So, All right. <laughs> I think that was during the time where people had really kind of lost hope. But the government was kind of like, well, we don't have no constitution. Nobody's going to listen to us. So right. maybe they did probably turn return back to the Bible. But once the once the central banking system was set up, they was like, shoot, hmm. screw the Bible. We got control now because we can just exactly. pass these people off as debt. Right. We always have the control. Hmm. We can't operate in our system without a social security number. There you go. No. Hmm. It's all good. Crazy, mm-hmm. but um, the time now. I have to be getting off of here, okay, myself because I have some stuff I have to um, get squared away. Oh, so wait, 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 wait. Uh, Emma Yabu just sent this to me. She said okay. that he was beheaded for a trophy for a white man here in America. The man is a dentist. Mm. Mm. What? Interesting. Hmm. Thank sure. you again, Ema. Because <laughs> sure. hmm. I didn't really. This is uh, Cecil the Lion. Uh huh. Man, I just go to show you. Hmm. We really, really have to wake up. <laughs> All right, we have, we have become the game for these people. So pretty much. Um, and they could but, be. In, in, they could reinstitute it within the law if they wanted to to, to make it look like they it, it needs to be done or they will be it will be done again. Well, I mean it has, but I guess that's more so private law because even if you look at it, we they're they're doing it, but we don't know the laws behind why they're doing what they're doing. We just think okay, they're just going around picking off black people. But it's got to be a law for them to do it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to do it because the people who are going around picking off these people, they're still getting paid or they're getting, they're asking, they're being asked to leave with pay. You see what I'm saying? So they're being, this whole thing is being funded. Those laws have (laughs) to be funded, you know? So there's some laws out there that we, they might be private law. Yeah, we don't know about, but it's out there. Well, well, like the indictment of a lot of these policemen, mm-hmm. you know, if they're if they're being um, indicted by their own peers, mm-hmm. right? That means they are it's just be they're just being funded by their own peers, so they could get off, <laughs> so they won't be scrutinized mm-hmm. by a third party. Mm-hmm. So that's just sad, really. It is. Yeah. But, you know, we just, we got to get in this mind frame where we can, we can eventually, um, we can eventually say, we see what you're doing. And I mean, this is a, a major conglomerate, not just a few people. You know, right. I, I hope it is a, it's a mass thing, but even, we have people waking up every day who, who see and feel like this, but they don't really exercise it the way that they should. So, right. I mean, it, it has to be 
uh, there has to be some type of force being applied, but I feel like the only remedy to that situation is by removing themselves from this particular system of commerce and going back to the old way. That way, they don't have the right to do what they're doing to you. So right. Well, but um, that's why you got to you got to create an establishment of as what we're doing here, a government. Mm-hmm. And centralize the law, mm-hmm. and and using commerce and self-discipline, you know, right, uh, and making uh, you know making the business within the nation. Because I I had uh, spoke to uh, Priest briefly last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, in the I think it was the beginning of the week that I spoke to him. But nevertheless, I was trying to tell him I wanted to speak to uh, I don't know what sister I was speaking to one time, but I wanted to. I think she's a nurse, one of the sisters in the move in the, in the uh, nation, and um, she was giving out some good information at one time. And uh, when Ema Aru was on the phone, and her, when you were, and me, you, and her, and you know, we talking about Sister Ruth, Auntie Ruth. What was her name? Auntie Ruth. Say that again. Her name is is Ruth. It's Austin no, Ruth. Not, it's, 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 not, not Sister Ruth. You know what I'm talking Sister about? Sister, well, I mean, there's Sister, there's uh, Sister Toro, that's uh, uh, a consort, and then there is Auntie Ruth. All right. Okay. I'm not sure either one of them was talking with me, you, and Sister, um, the, the sister that was on a little earlier. They got off. Okay. Uh, she lives. She lives in Tennessee, right? Um, not that I'm sure. Not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know anybody. I don't think there's. We might have somebody here in ten, uh in in a uh, nation from Tennessee, but I don't know what sister is from Tennessee. Okay. But nevertheless, we were talking. Remember one time it was just us four. It was you, me, and um, the two ladies. Mm-hmm. One of them was talking, you know, um, a lot of health. She was giving us a lot of health tips, you know, and uh, she was a nurse. And um, I forgot what was the topic that we were talking about. But anyway, I was just trying to say that I wanted to make a, I was telling uh, priests about us moving towards, because I, I wanted to start it as a as a business, actually. But I didn't want to do it outside the nation. That's why I'm mm-hmm. trying to formulate it. Yeah, because I'm speaking to a lot of people that's wanting to do it, but I prefer to do it in, as an organized group in the nation. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about taxation and a lot of other stuff. But it's, it's uh, dealing with the whole body wellness and what we're doing is helping those who need rejuvenations of the cells and, the, and, the, and rejuvenation of the whole mind and the body and the spirit. But we're working more on the physical through, um, you know, fire, air, water, and earth. So the body needs all four to replenish the cells and to replenish the immune, the immune system. And... In order for that to happen, you need to know what groups of foods and what groups of liquids and fluids that are used 
in combination or you know and 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 also elimination from the body to make the body heal itself. So instead of treating the symptom, I want to get to the to the point where we're reversing chronic issues and chronic diseases. Oh, that, you're talking about Sister Ruth, brother. She's the one who deals with um, sim, sim, symptology or something like that, symptology. Oh, symptology, yes, symptology, okay. Yeah, that's Sister Ruth. She was talking about that. But she was on a little earlier, right? No. Oh. That was Sister Crystal. Okay, okay. See. Mm-hmm. So... But nevertheless, I'm thinking that we can make a push the movement towards just like the way that um, Brother Valentine's did with me. You know, a lot of people are doing it, but they're they're doing it for uh, you know, in their financial gain, if they're pricing it a little too high, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, and the way I would price it is very low to the point where anyone could afford it. But the results is what I really I'm looking for. Because you want to have people more and more come to you, not just for their, their healing, but also to come back to get a, a upliftment, you know, education on what we're dealing with, you know, to educate their minds so they can live longer and they can keep coming for help and to spread the word, you know, as fast as we are, you know, growing as a nation. So I don't know if you like the idea, but. I mean, I think this. I think it's cool. Um, it what I think I hear you saying is you are you trying to do something like what Doctor Sabi is doing, in a sense. But I'm not trying to. I have, what I really want to do is more or less, like, I we come to you. We come to you. That's how we market it. So we come into your house. We assess what you've been eating things that you've been, uh, you know, you've been enduring in your ailment that you're going through and where you try, and, and, you know, we, we, we're talking to the person to gain where they're trying to go in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you still want to try to eat meat, whether you want to get, get rid of meat out of your diet, whether you're trying to substitute, uh, you know, natural flavorings to add to your food that you're already eating, whether you're trying to, get rid of a disease that you're going through, you know, mm. whether you're trying to, uh, you're just trying to, uh, enhance your, uh, your sportsmanship if you're into sports, you know, uh, but we're trying to do it the naturopathic way, the alternative right. way. But in a sense, you know, if you have to go the allopathic way, then yes, we have to, you know, we could, you know, point you into that direction. But we're mainly trying to heal you to reverse your chronic issues. So there's three stages. There's the detox, there's the replenishing, and the rejuvenation. So to regenerate the cells, you have to replenish it. So before you replenish it, you have to detox. So each week is dealing with one of those three. So after 21 days, you basically be, you, your body should be back into the presence of healing itself, which it already does every day. The immune system heals itself through detoxing. Like in, in order to detox, you have to fast. 
I'm certain. Well, you know, that sounds like a really good that sounds like a really good idea. I think here's the the wall that you're gonna run into. Because okay. again it comes back to and I think, you know, you uh brother Priest and that sister can discuss this. But I know you I know um Priest will have some uh words of wisdom along with that. Uh, mm-hmm. that will come in the form of talking about spiritual discipline. Right. Because, I mean, it's still, I mean, because it's still coming, from, I mean, the the where you're coming from is a commercial aspect. And so much, not so much as a commercial aspect, but you're mixing it with, you know, the spiritual aspect as well. But also with that, understand that there is spiritual discipline because if you're telling someone to fast, uh, or not just fast, because I know the idea behind it is fast, but uh-huh. people may not be strong for that yeah. yet. You see what I'm saying? They may not be uh-huh. willing to do that as of yet. But I mean, sure. maybe you guys can sit around, sit down, and actually figure out how you guys can go about doing that. Because I think that would be an excellent program. It'll be an alternative meal on wheels program for people who right. really want to eat. Uh, who want to eat? Uh, or have a, a diet that is um, that can help to replenish their bodies. I think that is well, you see, that's a great wellness program. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm not trying to make you becoming a vegetarian. I'm not trying to make you become. Right, right, you, and I, you know, I get that. So trust me, because <laughs> I so, I get it. Because I'm not a vegetarian, but I eat a lot of vegetables and. Right. All the, I, yeah, that's pretty much what I eat now. So if, you, if I come to you and you say, oh, you got a, you had a heart attack last year, your doctor said, you know, you got to stay on these pills, and you've been on the pills, the heart pills, and your liver is hurting you now, or certain other problems will start to dysfunction in your body, and you just, year after year or month after month, you're just going through pain. You want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. This is where we come in and say, listen. You know, I'm going to give you all the information here about the pills you're taking. I'm going to give you all the information about a method to get rid of the pain. I'm going to give you information about how to eliminate certain foods and, 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 and fluids out of your body in order to regain how you used to be before the pain started. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make you realize that I'm trying to help you eliminate your chronic issues. So it's going to be like a, a, a willpower that you got to say, okay, I want to give up this pain. So for the next 21 days, I want to try to get, eliminate some steak for a while or some whatever it is, you know, Kool-Aid that I'm drinking or Because I'm showing them the science behind what's happening to their body when they continue to eat or drink these certain elements. So your body can't heal under hostility. The cells is not going to heal if you put hostile foods in your body or liquids in your body. So, uh, yeah, the, the the devil is on your shoulder. It's either you're going to, you know, the angel is on one side, the devil is on the other, right? So you're either hmm. going to have to listen to the to to, to one of them is either go, is either hell with you and your rudiments to what you're talking about, guy, and you know. Uh, you know, I tried everything. It ain't going to work for me what you're telling me. Or they're going to be like, you know what? Let me try something new. I never did that. Hey. 
or I never looked at it that way. Let's see if we could try this, you know, to reverse my my chronic issues because I'm I, I want to get rid of this pain. When you come to somebody that's in pain or and hurting, they're definitely going to want to get any way you can eliminate that problem. And there's a lot of natural substance in this world that you could use to eliminate pain as fast as you could take aspirin or, you know, Advil, you know, or or, or, uh, or some type of Tylenol or whatever other pill or product you want to take to ease your pain, you know? Just by um, numbing your gums when you're going through toothaches, you could actually take uh, cayenne pepper and rub it in your gums. Mm-hmm. It'll eliminate the pain. And you could do the same thing with ginger, ginger powder, you know, to eliminate the pain. You know, especially if you're having a, a, a root, a root, you know, it's in your root of your teeth. Mm-hmm. So... You know, instead of taking Tylenol, because Tylenol has an after effect. They have a lot of, you know, your liver has to flush all of these things in your body. So uh, these are the things that we could do, you know, and then advertise, talk to people, and create a website, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that, I think, um, sorry, but, but you know what? I think what you're saying, I think, is something that could be, um, it could be implemented. I don't see why that shouldn't be a problem. Mm. I think that uh, just making sure that um, everybody understands that, um, you know, doing something like that, it is um, doing something like that, it does require uh, a lot of discipline. Because I'm telling you, if I wasn't in this nation, sure. you couldn't get me to fast. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I just think I'm just being you. honest. Like, I think no, but this is... I, 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 it, fasting is not a part of the, the, the protocol. You don't have to fast. That's just one way of presenting the knowledge. But when you eliminate a certain food and you substitute it for another food, mm-hmm. It's 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 almost another sense of fasting. Because when I say f- for 21 days, you don't have to stop eating all types of food. In a sense, you know. In a sense, you don't. It's not a cold turkey regimen that I'm putting people on. Because some people, like you said, are not ready for a cold turkey. You know, just eliminating everything out of their diet. <laughs> like for instance, okay. You know. Uh, like we talked earlier, you know, her, her her kids, the sister was talking about feeding her kids, you know, uh, a drink, a lemonade, and putting a sweetener in it without making them seeing that it's eliminated, like it's not sweet anymore, right? Mm-hmm. A cool drink. I just said something simple. Just add lemon, uh, excuse me, watermelon to the lemonade. Blend up, blend up the watermelon and you pour it in the lemonade like lemon juice. I know a lot of people had that before, and then some Tropicana or whatever, they have that fruit punch mixed with watermelon and lemon. You ever had that before? I don't know if you've seen it. No, I've never had that. So that they, that's a combination you could create yourself. Take watermelons and blend it up, crush it up, and put it in the uh, lemonade. Or you could just take it as 
little, uh, you know, in chunks, watermelon chunks, and put it in the lemonade. Let it soak, soak in there, because the watermelon is, is a sugary fruit. Right. So it's just going to dissolve right into the lemonade, because lemonade breaks breaks up the molecules of sugar over time. That's why it tastes so good when you eat, when you drink, um, you know, lemonade and uh, what do you call it? Sugar. When you put the sugar in there, you know, it dissolves in it real fast. So the same thing with watermelon. It's going to dissolve in, in the lemonade real fast once you put it in there. And, it, and when you blend it up, it's even, it becomes liquid anyway. So if you want to do it faster, blend it up, and it's poured right in there. That's something you could do for somebody who likes Who's on diabetic? Who's di- who's a diabetic? And you're doing something. You're doing two things at the same time with the lemonade. Excuse me, with the lemon, because lemon has uh, substance in it that breaks fat, right? And that also mm-hmm. um, that causes uh, it gives you certain um, minerals that takes that cuts away. On your if you're hypoglycemic, or excuse me, if you're hyperglycemic, if you have a high level of sugar and low insulin, right? It's not only right. the lemon is cutting down on the, uh, going to cut down on the sugar content, but the the sugar that you're getting natural sugar from the the watermelon, right? And the 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 lemon is gonna is gonna Wet your appetite to boost the um, the insulin, especially if you have low insulin, which is hypoglycemia. Right. So, you know, it's just little tricks you can do with food to combine them, get someone to keep their taste buds going, to say, hmm, this tastes good, you know, and at the same time, you're healing their body, you know, and that's just one group, food group, you know. Like you were mm-hmm. saying earlier, you talked about mushrooms, right? Yeah. Mushrooms has vitamin D, you know. Mushroom has a little bit of calcium, depending on what mushroom you, have, you eat. You know, mushroom is, is good with um, vitamin uh, vitamin E. And vitamin K, right? And it has a little bit of protein. It's almost like meat. If you that's why I eat them. them. Yeah, that's yeah. why I eat them because they're, they're, that's how I actually be <clears throat> transitioned from eating chicken is eating right. mushrooms. I didn't think I was going to ever like mushrooms. And um, I, I started eating them raw one day, and I thought about mm-hmm. it. I was just like, I want to try something. Cause we uh, we serve uh, uh, what they call um, uh, I'm not sauteed mushrooms at our jobs. Oh, and this okay. Is like they, we we serve sauteed mushrooms at our restaurant. And um, what I thought about doing was I was just like I miss eating fried chicken. So what I started doing was making fried mushrooms. That would be my fried mm-hmm. chicken. But if I wasn't eating fried mushrooms, I would eat smothered mushrooms. And if I would eat uh-huh. smothered mushrooms, I would cut them up inside my spaghetti, or I would cut them up and eat them just basic with 
you know, uh, some stir-fried, or I would cut them up and I would just eat them in a salad. I would just, That became my meat, and right. I knew that that was how I was going to get away from eating meat, and I haven't had meat in a good little minute. Then, okay, uh, maybe 10 months since I stopped eating chicken, and it's been huh. like maybe two No, I stopped eating beef back in 2012. I stopped eating pork back in 2000 and immediately in 2011, which was close okay. to the end of close to 2011 when I first came into a nation or when I first okay. came in contact with a nation because I didn't get in the nation until 2012. But um, I kind of backed away from eating chicken. I was on and off uh, with chicken, and then I just completely stopped eating it. And I would tell people at my job, and this, this, I'm glad that we explained, uh, Priest broke it down the way that he did when it came to um, fasting. Because right. when you tell people certain things, they misconstrue it, and then they'll try to hold you to it as if, like, you were talking about tradition. Because I made the right. statement several times that, no, I can't eat this or I can't eat that. You don't eat uh-huh. chicken? No, I don't eat chicken, and it's not. And I would always say it's not that I can't eat chicken. I just don't eat chicken because it has so many hormones in it. But if right. I could, which means if it was clean, if it wasn't so tainted, heck yeah, uh-huh. I would. Man, I'd eat chicken every day. I think everybody loves <laughs> meat, you know, but yeah. it's so it's so unsafe, you know. So we you, right. you get a better, you have a better chance of a slower chance of dying than eating, you know, leafy green vegetables than you do meat, uh, uh, chicken and beef and all this other different stuff. Um, but I think at some point in time, just making that transition by replacing my meat with mushrooms, it helped me a lot to transition because you can do a whole lot with huh. mushrooms. Yeah, so, you can. Yeah. And it helps. So, but that's the thing, you know, for those who can't, stop eating meat per se, I mean, just for the time being, if they know they're going to get a heart attack or whatever, they, they, the doctor said, you know, lay off the meat for a little while, blah, blah, you know, and, and they still can't get away from it or they got high blood pressure, and, you know, they don't understand what's going on. Then that's when you come in and say, okay, what have you been eating? You know, and then you just look at what they've been eating. They make a chart of it. Then you start substituting for what they haven't been doing. And that's and- the first week. The first week is detoxing. How you mm-hmm. detox, you got to pull them off of specific foods and re- replace it with foods that can substitute. So if you bring in the mushrooms and say, all right, listen, if you put more, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the store with that person. That's another part of the, the regimen is that we go mm-hmm. to the store to show them exactly, okay, this is what you need to get in order to replace this, you know, what you've been eating for that. You know, and I say, okay, get the mushrooms, get the big bell, bell mushrooms, you know, and then and once you get those uh, big bell mushrooms, and you saute it for them, and you show them how to cook it, put the seasoning on it just like you would put meat. Lo and behold, they're like, mm, this is really good. Over time, they're going to see their blood pressure going down because they're not, they're not eating that red meat anymore. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not that you're trying to make them a vegetarian. It's just trying to reverse their chronic issue. Yeah, because you want to get try to replace. The... Yeah, I, I, I think you're saying, bro. No, no, I was I was going to say because you're trying to take what they 
you're trying to take what they would lose if they were not eating meat and replacing it with something that would uh, that it would repair it would it would replace the meat by repairing the body from the damage that was done by eating the meat anyway. So um, yeah, exactly. So that's that's. I mean, I think that's a good. Again, I think that's an excellent program. I just think that at some point we definitely need to consider the spiritual discipline behind it. And I think, you know, that would be something that you could institute here in the nation. And the reason why I say True. that is because what better to, who better to do that on than people in the nation? And I say that because you have a lot of people, you know, who eventually are coming and will be fasting and it will be right. hard for them to do it. And then you can, you know, you can talk about the same thing that you're talking about now, but you can, right. you can, you know, tell them, hey, you know, well, instead of doing this, replace it with this for a week and right. then try it and see what you do. Because I think, I think that's a phenomenal idea. I, right. Like, seriously, I think that would be a very beneficial idea because it would help right. people, it would help certain people get through uh, their first fast, their second fast, right. whatever, right. <laughs> you know, because a lot of people aren't used to it. I mean, I was uh, never, I had never done it before I came to the nation, and when I jumped right. into it, it was right. too late for me to turn back, but once I got to the, it was 27 days, I was like, damn, <laughs> I made it 27 days without <laughs> eating. I can do three more days, and when I made it those three more days, it was like, oh, I did it, you know. It's like I got through it. But then the next time, but, but but it was so crazy because while I wasn't eating, I did a lot of reading. And when right. I read, I wasn't as hungry. But when I was just working and I was, you know, just moving and working, I was constantly, my mind didn't really have time to think about, you know, not eating. I just especially when I was around food all the time. But what ended up happening was I saw how temptation worked instantly. And I said, you know what? Wow, this is this is real life. Like, I get it, some of it. And it's, it just teaches you to be a lot more, have a lot more self-control, something a lot of us don't have. And, um, that's just something that we need. You know, even myself, I ain't excluded. I just feel like right. I I am in a position now where I can make a lot of uh I can use my better judgment most More of the flexible. time. Uh, yeah, I can use my better judgment most of the time. I'm still uh, like everybody else. I just think hey. that I just think that I I'm recognizing that there needs to be a lot more self-control. So I try to work on making room for more self-control because that's – and if I'm going to live, well, i got to have some type of self-control. Well, that's yes, the thing. I mean, the, the benefits of how, why I'm uh, – and I respect you for everything you're saying about mm-hmm. uh, saying that it, you think it's an awesome, phenomenal idea. And, and I think that, yeah, we probably could use it as a protocol within the nature first. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, build on it, uh, you know, as a, advertising it to other people outside the nation, almost as a business or as mm-hmm. a business. Yeah. And then, but 
in the business, yeah, you need marketing tactics, you need, you know, uh, discipline and how to show discipline is to show them the different flexibilities that, you know, the different options that you have in life, you know, and you get the, you, it's, it's almost using psychology, right? Like presenting it, you know, the issues to them. Listen, you want to die here early or you want to die a long time from now? You know what I mean? You know, yeah, sir. you know, you, you got to talk to them. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be rough, you know, and, and I want to hit a lot of the people that are elderly, middle-aged, that are going through chronic problems, you know, and they're going back and forth to the doctor and then things are not changing from year to year. And it's just these elements. If you go see, that's why I wanted a research team. You know, I want half of the board, the people who are going to be in this group, you know, to be on a, a research part of it. And uh, mm-hmm. have to add the administrative part that does most of the create the rules and the regulations and, um, and you know, different packages, uh, wellness packages. <laughs> and then you have the, um, the research team that just all they do is marketing the, 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 the find out the research, uh, medical, um, um, excuse me, um, the medical side of the, prescription drugs, you know, versus the alternative methods of that same problem that we're trying to resolve. All those chronic issues that someone is going through. So you can, you could, it's not that we're coming in and forcing down them to be an alternative person, you know what I mean? We're right. showing them, you know, one side of, hey, listen, these are the medicines you're taking. This is the research that's been done on it. You, you present them with a laptop, you know, or the iPhone or whatever you have. It's true. You present them with, yeah, you present them with the information, you know. You're basically, you're doing like a, a PowerPoint presentation to these people. You're not just coming and saying, oh, let me shove this information down your throat and walk away and pay, and they pay for it. And then you don't, you want to be more interpersonal. And that's what I'm trying to sell. You're selling more of the interpersonal behavior rather than just coming in and say, hey, you know, take these. And I'm telling you, these work. That's it. Let's use this. It's going to work. You're giving them a presentation. You're showing them, hey, listen, this is A. This is an A type of a, of, a, of, a, of a menu meal. This is a B type of a menu meal. And this is also the medicine that you can use, you know, prescribed by your doctor. But these are the results when you take these medications. This is the, the flip side. This is an alternative supplement that you can take and, you know, supplemental uh, products. Because, you know, once you get the research on all of the products that are out there that are 100% uh, natural, per se, you know, no preservatives, no additives, no food coloring, you know what I mean, no chemicals added, we use most of those products and those wholesale people that we could use to show that these are other products that you could use that are not full of these prescription drug products. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're going to give them the alternative. Like, which one would you rather go, you know? So if they, if they want to go to allopathic way, which is everybody in this 90% of America usually takes medicine, over-the-counter drugs, or prescription drugs, to heal themselves or to... To treat it, I don't say they heal themselves, but to, for, to treat themselves, 
you know, to uh, treat the symptom. Uh, we can show them that, hey, listen, if that's the way you want to go, these are the repercussions. We can go that way. I don't, I don't mind going that way. But add a little this and a little that to your, your spices and your foods so you can eliminate the waste faster. Because when you use your liver, overuse your liver and your kidney, it's going to cause it to wear out faster and to destroy the cells. Because the liver replenishes itself every month. I don't know if you know that. The liver replenishes itself every month? Yes, sir. I didn't know that. So these are the things that we come out with. More and more education to the consumer, more and more. So you start telling them, you know, every three months. I'm sorry, not every month. It's it's every three months. So, you know, these are the things that, you know, I'm learning a lot too. I'm not. I don't know it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if we if we have a team of us doing this, you know, and pushing the agenda, you know, to heal people, you know, or reverse their ailments, I should say. I shouldn't say heal because, you know, that's a discrepancy law, and I'm, I can't really use it. But, um, you know, I guess the disclaimer will it, it will it is is for them to to take part of it to make to make it work. You know. Yes, sir. But that's my model though. Well, I think you I think that's a good venture, brother. And um it's gonna I think if you present it in the right way, it'll carry it'll it'll help a lot of people. On that note, brother, uh it's getting yeah. <laughs> extremely late. And yeah, I gotta prepare because I gotta get up uh, in the morning. I think yeah. it's uh, it's been a phenomenal uh, fellowship, brother. I'm glad to hear from you because it's like really weird that we it's, it's <laughs> rare that we don't hear from is it's rare that we hear from you. And for you to yeah. come out tonight, it was just kind of like okay, brother Gavin here, you know. So yeah. glad that you came out, brother. And we hope to see you here next week because maybe you can pres- you can uh, present that proposition to uh, Ima Yarub. I don't know if Priest is going to be on the line uh, next week because I okay. remember hearing him saying that um, he wasn't going to be able to make it to the fellowship lines uh, over right. this uh, break. But um, right. I think uh, you can talk with the sister and let her know that, hey, you mm-hmm. know, I was thinking about this. What do you think about this? What could we incorporate? Right. What do you think would be unnecessary? You know, some right. of that nature. And you guys, you know, maybe you can get gather some information from the brothers and the other right. sisters and um, go from there as well. But right. um, I will uh, wrap things up. The time now is 7.54. 7.50. Oh, sorry. All right. 10 to the 7.54. I'm looking at my laptop. <laughs> The time now is 10.53 p.m. Eastern time, which will be 9.53 p.m. Central time. And uh, we will adjourn this evening until next Thursday fellowship. Uh, Love you, brother. Um, Future listeners, um, read your scriptures. We love you, and see you next week. Shalom. Okay, thank you, brother. Mr. Uh, Minister Cedric, take care. Yes, sir. You too, brother. All right. Thanks for everything. Take care. Take care, brother. All right. Peace.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.